0: They never said the size podcast is
1: too much. Who knows more about music than us? The site is a black podcast in all genres with a circular pop culture and a shit ton kind of food. If you're know not from BC, you probably don't know
2: what size name no is. <laughs> all hearts and minds.
0: Are clear
2: <laughs> and the people are here. Hello,
0: <laughs>
2: I cannot stand Stephanie Rebecca Watts, but I do want to say happy birthday to the doll baby. Hello, hey. <laughs> she's a year older,
0: looking three years younger. You
1: know, I'm leaving soon. That's a goal. Show us your ways. <laughs>
0: Listen. Really, honestly, the tips for aging or drinking water, getting your rest, and eating your vegetables, and like keep your drugs to a minimum because drugs are aging the twenty somethings. Have you seen twenty somethings lately? Yeah, y'all look bad. And twenty <laughs> somethings don't have enough fun. Fun keeps you
1: young. The kids don't go out. They anymore. don't go out. Yeah. They don't
0: dance. They don't go dancing. Y'all have to have fun, being fun, having a good time, going out, dancing, going to concerts. All those things keep you young, so.
2: Everybody be mad all the time. I feel like I don't do nothing but laugh. Yeah, we crack up all day. You need to laugh. A healthy heart is in the laugh. I'll tell you.
0: But then you be messes and distresses. And Mm -hmm. that ages you. It does. It ages you. Worrying about stuff. Listen. Being
2: mad for no reason. Going off. Chill out. Everybody need to take a vacation.
0: Because, listen, any what they say, any day above ground is what? A good day. Okay. You sound like Jackie. Listen.
2: <laughs> a daughter. The parable <laughs> of the <your> life. <laughs> <laughs> no, for
0: real, because you could be out of here. A lot of people ain't wake up today. So, I mean. Your day could not be gone as you expect it to be, but you could also be dead. So, To
2: be fair, R.I.P. Pop Smoke.
0: Listen, sad.
1: sad. So sad. And, and Catherine, the, hit, hidden, figure. Let's the hidden
0: figure. The hidden figure. The hidden
1: figure. Yes.
0: Also, while all these voices are going on, the hidden figure <laughs> that's speaking right now is one of, honestly, our favorite people yes. collectively. Oh,
2: seriously. One
0: of my favorite people by myself, like solely as a human oh, being. Goodness and like one of the biggest champions for music, arts culture Mm. in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And also the king of like the best drapey garments ever. Evan Burton, hey, it up? Hi, Welcome to the podcast. <gasps>
1: <laughs> you know, I've been a supporter for, you know, forever. So happy for you guys. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Of course. Yes, my Libra. Yes, the Libra. Soror. <laughs> and I don't want to get the Greeks mad because you know they will find somebody. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> that type private joke. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I may or, or may not come out. <laughs>
1: No, I think it's actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> when. it's
0: hilarious
1: to me. I don't want to get too into it, but like that, what my friend said to me about me having a certain sorority quality really traumatized me for like two days. No, seriously. <laughs> and
2: I completely understood because when you brought it to the group chat, I was like, same. <laughs> I get it. I never would have thought about it like that or put it in that perspective, but I am she and right.
1: she is me. Right. <laughs> I, I, I am the one in the club, you know, with, you know, with the gay clubs I'm like, don't talk to me. Yeah.
2: It just gives very uninterested all the time. Right. And my friends have told me to work on it, and I don't know how.
1: I don't either.
2: It's a Libra thing. Yeah, it's just like nonchalant to a fault.
1: And we're supposed to be the social ones. We like, are. We it. Yeah, we gotta pray on this. One. It's a lot. <laughs> I want to know how Tony Braxton does She's it. Keep
0: the Libras lifted wow. up, y'all.
1: Please. I mean, she. Right. <laughs>
2: enough
1: right
0: before we like launch though into um our hot topics in the show do you want to give like a quick bio about who you are outside of like us just standing because right
1: stand. let the people know why we stand sure so again i'm evan burton from philly born and raised and it's like a, a city what, what high school you went to the central <laughs> high school there's some, there's some stuff happening at the central so shout out to the black kids there we support y'all like a little race or something. Something. You know, I'm not having it. Oh, I don't like, have time already that. A, Let's already have a group of folks ready to storm down. You know what I'm saying? I got the inside from my cousin
0: today. Kidane, He go there. Ooh. He um he is a a senior.
1: Oh, good. yeah. So we. go senior, senior. Hello. Yeah.
2: Also, <laughs> it's some extra voices in the background because it's giving studio audience today. <laughs> 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 Stephanie's birthday weekend brought the people down to the Philly. <laughs> 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 I'm waiting for fucking Janeiro Rose to come up here with my ice.
1: <laughs> it's
2: cocktails and conversation we think we teach your
1: it's the culture nigga hello listen uh, this it. is not a vibe it's the culture I'm over y'all I'm ready to go in the show oh but sorry y'all um <laughs> but I went to Morehouse um I do public relations work here in Philly um which kind of led to me starting my own thing which is called the Anderson Street Project love it um thank you it's in a weird way, um, I just kind of realized over the last like 10 or so years that music brings people together. So I wanted to create a platform that pretty much brings people together. <laughs> um, because especially in Philly, it's not a media town, even though we're the, like the fifth largest media market, but people don't consume media like they should. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to create a platform where people can find all the cool black stuff. And then go and meet people and, and consume music like they want. Yeah. And I, you know, for the first few years, I'm like, I'll just do it and see what happens. And then I realize that, oh no, I'm actually like meeting strangers off of this, mm-hmm. or strangers are introducing themselves to me, which was like kind of weird. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, this is exactly what I wanted to happen, and now it's here. So that's that. And then I have some like future stuff. We're turning five years old this year. Oh my god! I know it was crazy, right? So I'm planning some stuff in June, so I'll keep you guys posted. And outside of that, um, I'm in grad school, getting my MBA. Finally, growing up.
2: (laughs) That's why the boy always in D.C. now.
1: I know we haven't hung yet, which is insane. Because
0: you be busy. You you do be busy. You had no no free time.
2: Let's talk about it. Evan be doing stuff that I didn't even know existed in (laughs) D.C. One time, he was at this like upstanding black people event, and I was like, Why didn't you tell me about that? He was like, The men are fine. I was like, Fine men. What you talking about? I was like, I'm at work. I will come now.
1: Listen, I had found out about that event maybe an hour before it started. <laughs> Somebody was like, oh, you should come. I'm like, well, "Okay." I'm not doing anything. So I don't really know that many people in D.C. So sure. I am like, oh, this is cool. People are shady just like I am. <laughs> I oh, my God. I, we were all judging. Well, they were judging people. I'm like, oh, this is like home. <laughs> this is exactly what I would be doing. So um,
2: <laughs> I don't do nothing but laugh on this show. <laughs> (laughs) DC
1: is like definitely my home away from home. Yes. Um, Y'all doing some amazing work. I'm like, I need to steal them doing Philly because our nightlife seems just a mess Mm -hmm. and totally. Fractured and, and whatnot, so yeah, that's my life. Right I now. love it.
2: We will definitely hang. I am yes. trying not to be busy, but it's not
1: really work. So. I As mean, he can't talk, he's <laughs> can talking about me.
0: But. I do want to uplift another thing about Innocent Street is that you're like really um also amplifying a lot of things that are happening. People wouldn't necessarily know about yeah. that's going on in the mm-hmm. city. Like, I don't even live at home no more, but I'll be on Innocent Street, Jackie on the melon list. she be like, Oh, girl, you know. <laughs> Such and such is going to be here next week. And let me go get my ticket. Jackie and... stay abreast. Listen, she mm-hmm. live for ancestry Street Newsletter. Yeah, yeah, Jackie, she's like and, biggest she, fan. and she forwards it to me as if I'm not also on the mailing <laughs> <laughs> list.
2: Like, she's I'm trying on... to make sure it's at the top of your inbox. Listen, I'm on the mailing
0: list and I'm friends with Evan. I talk to Evan all day, every day on multiple <laughs> platforms. And I follow y'all on Instagram. But mm. it's cool because I will be like, oh, I'm coming home. But what's... I don't know what there is, there is to do. And it's like such and such DJ that you support is doing something so I know mm. I can go there or I can refer to people. Like, I refer people to Anderson Ooh. Street all the time because I don't know what be going on in Philly. I will be sitting in Jackie House. <laughs> like, I don't really go nowhere when I'm home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, I've, it's been really great for me to share to other people so they can know, like, what's going on in the city yeah. and also concerts. Like, they don't do concert promo like that like unless it's like the WDAS and if it's not a WDAS sponsored event where Patty Jackson gonna be at, it's not getting a lot of promos Mm so it's also been really good for like artists the way you like help artists book shows. No seriously
2: and cities need that even outside of Philly because I know you said the DC has like a great nightlife and it's a lot going on and we're doing a lot of good work but there are still natives that don't know what's going on. Like just like some of the stuff you go to that I would have never heard of and then transplants are telling me like oh this is, this is this and then i'm just like Ain't anybody i know going to that but i'll go yeah. but people need stuff like that like we were talking about in the car luke james had a full tour that didn't nobody even know about I and went. he stopped everywhere of course you <laughs> <did>. <laughs> he came to dc june on january 30th and no one knew like i don't know nobody that went and we love luke in dc mm-hmm. so people definitely need a platform like what you got going
1: on here. Well, thank you well you know it's um you know i'm trying to do more i am a one-person shop um, I, if I had more help, I'd, I'd do more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like this is just the one thing I can do. I mean, what the world really needs is 5 million Anderson streets. Like, we need three more in Philly. We need, you know, about three in D.C. Mm-hmm. Just so everybody has the avenue to know. Because mm-hmm. it really just shouldn't be one person just doing all of this promo. It should be all these sites doing similar amounts of promo. Because yeah. that's the only way that these artists will get the shine that they need. Yeah. And oh, yours is also that.
0: intergenerational because you'll post about, like, Eddie LaVert at the Keswick, and you'll also post about, like, Justine Sky yeah. doing the Heineken Green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like anybody can be following intergenerational yeah. because you tap into everything.
1: Well, you know, I mean, we're not black people aren't monolithic. And I think what's... Because I know we want to talk about, like, media and stuff, but we've allowed to be convinced that black people think one way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. depending on age like it seems like well maybe somebody who's 23 their parents grew up listening to the ojs and they might want to take their mom out or they mm-hmm. might want to go with whoever to yeah. the show that has happened mm-hmm. or that there's this indie R&B person that might have a mostly a white artist white audience but you're a fan and the music's clearly r mm-hmm. you should want to go. Yeah. Because, I, mean, I mean, we've all been in concerts where we're, the music is clearly us. But it's
2: mm-hmm. peppered.
1: Right. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, it was a moment where... Like I would, especially in Philly. Like I could predict the six black people that were going to be at this. That's show. crazy. And one would be Stephanie coming in from New York. Um, but then it would be my cousin Cassie, and then hey Cassie, yeah, Cassie, and then um, they've got JJ. And then, like, <laughs> Everybody be, know a JJ, <laughs> right? It would le- legit be seven people that like, it, and I would be like, oh hey y'all, i here. Of oh, course. I knew I was going to run into Amy, you. Amy came together, so. Right, right. <laughs> Carmen will be there, shout like out And Jared yep. and, and all to be there for Little Dragon. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Like and it's like there's so many more And we're just naturally in tune to seek things. Mm Everybody is not naturally inclined to do that. So they need a dedicated place to go to, to see.
2: I think that's what we try to do here on the show too, because we know a lot of people are casual music listeners Mm -hmm. and aren't even interested in finding out like their R&B isn't dead or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So just uplifting those type of platforms and having a space for people to venture out in their own communities is like, the deal and the goal.
1: Yeah. I mean, it has to be the goal. It can't be, which is like, my problem with media nowadays. I need to create this platform where I can, you know, convey my opinions. No, it should Mm be, I want to teach someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so much how I can become a star as opposed to, I want, to elevate black music. Yeah. Or I want to mm-hmm. put somebody on to something that's dope. And that's like the issue now with like all of these platforms. It's just, I don't want to hear like, you know. I, I don't want to like put a bunch of like famous people. But I mean, we all talk about black Twitter all day. Yeah. And it's clear that like a lot of them are just so something to themselves. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like putting someone on. Because if all of these platforms and all these things that people built when are they going to, like, refer, how many of them have actually referred someone to somebody else mm-hmm. that we don't already know?
2: It's that drug. Fame is a drug. And social media definitely creates an aspect of celebrity around regular-ass people. Yeah. So that is something that people take for granted and use in a way that doesn't benefit nobody but right. themselves. Yeah,
1: and I mean, listen, it's a, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I have no problem with, So, like, <laughs> listen, make your money. But like, I don't know why that's funny to me. But, like, really, like... It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Like we could
0: unpack and I, that. And I think that when when people put themselves over like the work and like disseminating information, right, then that like breaks off so many entry points because right. if your personality is not warm or welcoming, you're cre- already creating a barrier, mm-hmm. right? And then you're barely even talking about like let's say let's say your 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 claim to fame on I mean a little messy, but let's say your claim to fame on Twitter is that you are invested in like film, right? And if you only talking about yourself, then people have no reason to really come mm-hmm. to you because we're we're sitting and waiting for you to post about them. But you're really just posting about right. yourself and right. your own thing. And it's like, so now there are no portals because people aren't going to find like smaller people who don't have blue checks. Right? right. Who are actually doing this big thing. Like big shout out to local locally grown is this like site that I'm obsessed with right now. Like people should be talking about locally grown. Mm-hmm. Right. People aren't because blue checks. Tools we talk about themselves, right? right? They're not disseminating information and sharing out like these things. Y'all care about the culture, why aren't y'all talking about the culture? Right, Right. Mm -hmm. and there's
2: there's a fine line. You said a key thing about how people are not disseminating the information and they're just like kind of talking about themselves. So also working in PR and helping brands brand themselves through business and through media, I always say that there's an aspect of you that is needed. So if somebody is interested in your work, they also are gonna be interested in you and like what your life is like mm-hmm. and like who's this girl and like why is she interesting? Why should I be listening to her? So Having your face be the face of your business is key, but you still don't have to only be showcasing yourself. Like right. for me on my, on the man, the muse, my branding, all of that stuff is all my face. Cause people kind of like know who I am a little bit of people. My following is not giving you that. I'm not a blue check, but close. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like people seeing me and people being interested in, like, me and, like, what I look like and all of this and all of that and the hoopla around my give helps people find out (laughs) that I, like, also do music journalism. I do freelance staff writing for other websites, Mm -hmm. and I also, like, work in PR and, like, made a name for myself in media. You wouldn't know any of that if it was just the name, the man, the muse. So, like, my face helps, but I'm not talking about myself all day. And I'm a Libra. I should be. But I'm not talking about myself (laughs) all day. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that, like, what you said is important because people need to do a better job about that part. But they get stuck in the, oh, look at me, look at me, mm-hmm. when it's like, well, you probably are really talented in whatever your field is, mm-hmm. and no one would ever know or come to you for that because all you're doing is showing yourself. Yeah. It's late.
0: Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that comes. that's a part of, like, the whole identity politics thing there, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, everyone is putting their identity in the self before the collective and before really anything else always asserting yourself is, like, a way of... I don't know. I think people think of that as a way of empowerment, but it's really, uh, enabling you to not think about others. Mm-hmm. And it also is taken away from the idea of like community and like none of us can do anything without each other. And so if you're making it, I, I, me, 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 then where's going to be the uplift? Because one person can't uplift. Like we talk a lot about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, but they didn't do that work by themselves. Right. They have it full was a teams. It team lift. Right. And so when you can't be the figurehead of this movement, like, it needs to be spread out the power and the whatever. It needs to all be spread out amongst other people. This is a group effort. So, like, you can't be making it about you.
2: The social media aspect of everything has just kind of tainted communication which is crazy because it's a medium of communication but it makes us all be on our phones and like not talk to each other like the the hottest Instagram boy you see him in person he's not gonna say anything like he has no personality but it gives so much something else Mm -hmm. online and it's just like this is late so I encourage people like if they think that there's like an air around any of us I'm just like come up to me and say something I'm probably not gonna go up to you and say nothing just because I'm an extrovert but I don't tell everyone like you would think I was an introvert if I was in a room full of people I didn't know until someone said something, or until
0: Mm -hmm. your song come
2: on, right? But
0: when your song come on, it's
2: over. Oh, because I'm doing choreography, right? Immediately, (laughs) but I am also not gonna push anybody away from a conversation, and I think that that's something that social media has actually taken away from in person. It goes down to dating and relationships. It's like communication with family. Like people do not be talking to each other, and it's late. I said that earlier, but it's still late. I don't like when things are late. That kind of is a good segue, though, because we talked about how people just don't know anything, even though we have this vast source of information. And y'all were talking about how Young M.A. was, like, saying inflammatory things about R&B earlier. Like, I didn't know anything about that. I saw the aftermath. But I think we should, like, let the listeners know what was going on because people are upset. So sliding into the hot topics at this point.
0: I'm, I'm I'm pulling up her actual tweet. Because, I, you know, we like to be accurate. We don't want
2: to... Um... T-Boss said actual and factual.
0: Hello? <laughs> <laughs> actual, actual. Oh, I forgot. Don't put this in the show. But I also forgot PJ Morton dragged her too. Oh. Um, so Young and May said, music don't feel the same because we barely have R&B. R&B brung that balance to music. Now everything is leaning one way. It gets so played out quick. We need R&B for the balance, no cap.
2: I love young man acting. There was nothing
0: wrong with what she just said. So, our homegirl, Key, who we love, we always talk about her on the show, she responded to Young and May and said, here's some good R&B for Balance. And she shouted out Azeon, and Ray, Ari Lennox, Mariba, Jayla Darden, oh. Jordan Hawkins, Sunny Cologne, Baby Rose, Keanu LaDay, Kevin Ross, Roe James, Luke James, and Brent Fias.
2: Go off key for the list. That's the playlist mm-hmm. for that yeah, ass. That Shout out to Kevin Ross, Duke Ellington's finest.
0: Off, uh, and then it got to P.J. Morton. And y'all know P.J. done got that Grammy Is talking heavy to the dolls. He said, <laughs> I got it at first, but I think this take is getting pretty corny and lazy now. There's so much good R&B. You just must not be trying to find it. And then he said, he lists the following. her Ari Lennox, Summer Walker, Snow Allegra, um, Sir, Mac Ayers Major, Emily King, Alex Isley, Lucky Day, Tink which I was very happy because people always leave my girl out of the conversation and mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. Run out of breath,
2: Steph. Um, Rick, Liam, <laughs> I don't know
0: who Kenny Got Soul is but he's also on the list Daniel Caesar, he Samo, was- Brent oh, Fiaz yeah. Black, uh, Six
3: Flags
0: <laughs> 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 Raheem, Devon, Tank, Azean lettuce Jay Nova, Tasia NDR Reed Eric Bellinger, Rashawn Patterson, B.J. Chicago Kid, Roe James, and Luke James. So many more. That's just off the top of my head. All different types of R&B. Tell the radio to balance. It's definitely not because we, quote, barely have R&B. Right.
2: And none of them are even mentioning the fact that all of the people we say we miss in R&B are still making music. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, they all got albums out.
0: Right. Okay, I want to, I want to, I want to come back to that because that's also very, very, very important. Okay. So then after that, Tank got in the conversation, and Tank says, um, "I love how everyone says R and B was pushed out of the mainstream because R and B singers stopped singing for real. That R and B singers stopped singing for real, or stopped writing real songs, or abandoned their roots, etc. No one ever says because we stopped buying the music. Businesses sell what people buy." Mm-hmm. Then he said... This is when he really started going off.
2: Tank is everything.
0: Again, I stand by my statement. R&B is alive and well. My question is, when was the last time a love song topped the charts by a black R&B artist? He said, I've settled because I knew they would play sex. Now I need you to play my love songs. That's R&B music. And then the caption to that was, it's just about balance. Yes, I helped us get to the place of high-octane, sexually-driven, raw, unbridled R&B content which to be honest, I am proud of because we were able to compete in a place they said we didn't belong. Now that we've served this plate of delectable hors d'oeuvres, the main course will deliver the much-needed substance for the necessary breakthrough. I'm just following my heart and sharing my growth on this journey with you. Stay with me, r Music. I just
2: want to give him a hug and grab his butt. <laughs> He's everything to me. A pride performer. Listen, <laughs> I will never forget that, th- that size 13, <laughs> Jordan, We're up in the air... And it wiggled when he was singing. I was like, I know that's why you better sing for the cuts.
0: Oh, my God. He did it for the dolls. <laughs> no, but I think that everybody had such um, such good points about this. And we've had this conversation. This conversation comes up all the time. Right. I miss R&B. I miss R&B. But the, like you said, the artists are right there. Like, we seen Tamiya last year. That tour was at well, 2018. So that tour was so good, and Tamia put out two albums mm-hmm. that to us, to us, were like not too many skips on neither, so especially right. um love. What's it love called? Life. Love life. No skips on love life. Right? Lipstick. Hello. Oh.
2: And then Stuck this, this oh my God, hit music. And then the album that came out after that with Leave It Smoking. Like
0: fire, Leave It Smoking. Oh God,
2: like what are y'all listening to? You know,
0: yeah. and so there's so many celebrities who are uh, big R&B artists who are still making good music. Tamiya, Fantasia, Latoya Luck, people who have been around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like people don't even, and things is weird. because people like, oh, I love Monica, but can't tell you no Monica songs that came out right, after right. So Gone. Yeah. You, you, so I'm like, just put out just, just yeah. right for me, and that was a hit. That yeah, was a
2: hit. Deep off of that album, and another it, hit. It, yeah. I it, like it, All Men Lie too, but you all about to say that? Was good. People need to talk about All Men Lie. <laughs> they do. All, men lie. all right. Okay. I love <laughs> that song,
0: but right. So it's like all these artists who y'all claim to love but don't know their songs. Like even like people like Jill. Most people. Stop with Jill after that first album. Yeah. That
2: doesn't make any sense to me because Erica she too. don't Erica have... Mm-hmm. Alright. People,
0: no, people, <laughs> Enough. No, people, no, people,
2: people know really, Mama's Gun, y'all. But no, they don't I know
0: nothing after Mama's no. Gun. If you go to somebody and you say, oh, you know that Erica song, Gone Baby, Don't Be Long, people not gonna know that. Man, I will
2: burst into tears right
1: here if that song is
2: played.
0: Where you going, what's the style, baby? What's the price? Hey, really How was I dancing with that when you played that?
1: Philly turns out for Tyrone, and I'm sure we're like the only ratchet ass city that does. But, like, she can't come to Philly and not do Tyrone. Because
2: she does go to
0: cities and, and they, not do Tyrone. Right. And, and, and Philly will cuss her ass out.
1: But <laughs> she like being like cussed uh, out. Yeah, she, do. she really does. My <laughs> <sister>. <laughs> right. Cause she, the funniest show I've ever been to was the one that she didn't show up for the, the, yep. the, the day afterwards. And people were, the, the girls were pissed the world. And then I will never forget this First
0: woman. but came back the next night. Because <laughs> they, were like, they were like oh, we have to cancel this. She didn't make her flight The show was tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody came the next day including me. I, right. I went back to New York that night and came right back down.
2: You know what? That's because, a fan. You
1: Listen. know, my twin sister. So, we
0: born the same day. I gotta support the doll.
1: Do you remember there was an old woman that she was like, it's on the go. And then she had her purse and she the front went real slow. Erica was like, ma'am. <laughs> and she was like, well, bitch, you need to do Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Erica was like, Ben, hit it. I love that. <laughs> Call
2: and response. You know, the one time she said, she said, there was another time where she did the death. Remember she did the deal
0: again, mm-hmm. like the next year? And she showed up. I showed up this time. She said, let me do Tyrone for y'all niggas cuss me
4: out again. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Erika
2: Badu is my mom. I love
4: it. Yeah, live shows where. We were talking
2: about this earlier. If she comes to my city, I'm going. It doesn't matter what I got planned. I yeah. will be there.
1: But you know, the funny thing with, like, with black music, and not even black music, but, like, the black music support, like, we have you just gotten lazy? Yes. Because, you know, the white artists, for the rock bands that we have never know, like, for, they sell out venues, and they don't have any radio airplay at all. Their fan bases are tight. I don't know how the hell these weird rock names get get out the word, but they do. So it's like, I'm trying to figure out what the black artists need to do to model that. Mm. (laughs) I also think
2: that it's designed like that. Like, it's a certain powers that be that don't really want that music to be pushed so it just isn't and mm-hmm. it's, it's working in their favor yeah because we got artists that are in the industry complaining about the fact that this music that should be more readily available to them than us mm-hmm. doesn't exist
0: i think where it gets is different is that like black people we've been trained to rely on the radio mm-hmm. so like and the radio sucks us, but for us growing up right you can hear faith evans i love you um, 702, I still love you, oh, Lauren Hill, and, X Factor, and Jesse Hill, you and Jesse Powell, you back to oh, back back back, back, oh, back on the radio. And we didn't have to
2: do any for work, it. yeah. But
0: for white folks, if you're listening to indie music, you have to search for it. So yeah. they have a culture, it's
2: ingrained in them. It's
0: mm-hmm. a culture. If you're listening to non mainstream white music, that like you're digging around, you're finding things, your friends are putting you on. It's more, they've been doing more work, so I think that's why, like, random nobody has bands like. Sidewalk Adore can like tour around us. Who the fuck knows Savoy Adore? They ain't right. getting no brands. They're not getting no write ups. they not doing shit. Nobody but talking you, about But they have a show, let me tell you. Anytime they have a show in New York mm-hmm. and Valerie Presents sends out an email, the week later they send an email again and it says sold out next to it. And I'm like, who the fuck is going to Savoy Adore? Not Kristen Patelumis, because she cussed them out when they opened up for Friends. Um, And she was like, get off the stage. And they had to ask Kristen to leave.
2: K-Pants is a basket case, and I love her for it. She is so
0: mad. I met
2: that lady twice in my life, and I'm obsessed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it's like white indie bands, people that listen to that kind of music, are used to, like having to work outside of the radio system
2: where we haven't had to do that. We had a small uprising of that in the LimeWire days where it was like we would stumble upon shit. And I think that people don't, well, casual music listeners don't, but Spotify is a very good hub Mm -hmm. of music discovery. I will always champion them ever since Anchor got bought by them and they sponsored us. It's cute. But (laughs) I find out about new artists the most because of Spotify mm-hmm. and it's just like they tell me when bands are in town like it's all there on the platform and I don't think that people are utilizing I also don't think artists are using a lot, utilizing it either because there's a whole other side to Spotify where artists can kind of do database construction and see where their numbers are spiking as far as, like, if people are listening to them in Philly or D.C., mm-hmm. where should I go to have a show? But mm-hmm. people don't know stuff like that. Rico Love taught me that. I didn't even know that at first. I was like, wait, there's a whole other side? Yeah. He was like, yeah, Muse, what's wrong with you? I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to check.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but also,
0: I think about, like, artists like Summer Walker, Who? how did she blow up, right. you know
2: what I mean? Like, Well, so... I kind of know the management team that works with Summer Walker and Black, and they were, like, working on them for a really long time. Mm. So I don't know what they did to, like, make shit click, but she has a good team behind her. Mm. And she kind of started some of the stuff on her own outside of them, and that helped push her. Mm. But the where she is right now as far as people, like, listenership, I don't know how that happened, because it was kind of was, overnight. Yeah, I was going to say, that
0: Girls Need mm-hmm. Love came out.
1: That Drake and then P-love. when Drake... I think Drake mm-hmm. is
0: always the... Drake is a good
1: co sign Drake cosign. always accelerates the dolls. He was Tinashe's right? accelerator, too.
2: Yeah, because Tinashe. Tinashe... Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Initially, yeah.
2: That, that, like, it wasn't mm-hmm. even the official remix, but him getting on yeah. to on definitely made more waves than the Schoolboy mm-hmm. Q version. Yeah. But yeah. I always say... I think that it should be a prerequisite for new girls in the industry to work specifically with The Dream. I think that that also needs to include Drake. Like, yeah. I think that every girl needs at least a song by him, a yeah. feature or something because it really changes mm-hmm. shit when they attach themselves to him in mm-hmm. any capacity.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm obsessed after
0: with After that. that remix, she was out the gate. Out like, the gate. And like people
2: done. still give my girl a hard time, but album of the year, three years from now. You it's good. So? It's good. I, th- I thought
4: it was too long,
2: but... I think you're too long. <laughs> Wait. You're <laughs>
4: talking about summer...
2: No, 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 no. I'm talking about Tinashe.
5: Oh! <laughs> I'm oh, talking, talking about Tinashe. We were all, so we, we were all saying like summer. Summer. Everybody was like, yeah, Muse, we're
2: questioning it. your credibility. No, <laughs> Tinashe's album that just came out or it came out most recently, Songs for You, Songs for You, baby,
0: <laughs>
2: is everything and it will be right. everything forever and ever. Amen. Perfect crime.
0: Quake I am
2: still baby. also... Quick, what's better than me? A question. <laughs> I will never forget when Brian put them fucking white ladies on Instagram. Like, and he was like, quick, what's better than me? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Gyps are everything. No, but I do also still listen to Summer Walker Heavy, too. So
0: It's weird that you listen to it and then you, you bat, and then you'd be mad that you listen
2: to it. I have got to work on that. but
0: yeah. <laughs> I just,
1: I'll be okay. Now, one issue I do have with R&B is the... Everything, can, I, I need mean, the girls to give us past the 85 RPM. Yes. Yes. In a different melody. It's, just, it's, it's sleepy. It's, it's very sleepy. I'm, I can't <sighs> listen to that for an hour.
2: I'm really hoping yeah. that when Janae's new project drops that she changes that a little bit because she's tired of y'all telling her that she can't sing because she's wailing on this new whole song, even though it's an old song and they just add a future and change the beat. I'm kind of over that, but she sound good.
4: <laughs> I agree, <yeah. laughs>
2: I mean, and people are kind of taking taking the reins and doing things their own way because we still listen to Doja Cat, too.
0: Oh, historically, since the 90s. Like, Not stopping. <laughs> Not stopping.
2: That Say So mm-hmm. video is out, and she looked good. She good. She's performing good. She ate the Fallon stage, like, Dude. ambiance. She really was like, Gaga, eat your heart out. I love it. I can't say anything bad about her. I actually think I want my birthday party to be seventies themed. Coming. Now. I want them to do that too. Let's do it. <laughs> we can, we'll come. The Libra. I'll have right. your people call my people. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, 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 Info at
0: Anderson Street. Co. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: I don't know. No, I won't give up. Man, the
2: Mandemuse Anderson Street <laughs> <laughs> production. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but she also got some fire toward her towards her recently because of that Dr. Luke stuff.
5: Mm. I
2: don't know much about Dr. Luke at all. I just always associate oh. him with the fact that I feel like he rapes Kesha. Kesha. That's that's what happened. But
1: here's the thing. With this industry, and we saw it with R. Kelly, they will protect the money makers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It, with, Force. He has songs <laughs> with everybody. Everybody. So, I don't know why Doja is getting, like, flack
2: on the internet because of it. Well, I think- And she's contractually obligated to work with him because I think that they got connected as him being another name. Mm.
0: So, he uses, a, did he, he uses a different name in the credits on her project. And so, that's why I was able to go under the radar for so long. Okay. Because, I mean, if you saw God the would all be like, girl, are you okay? Like, yeah. first of all, I think we would all be concerned, like, are you alright? Right. Because we know that not only did he sexually assault, um, Kesha, he also, like, had her basically, like, um, incarcerated in a contract. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, she couldn't make certain music, couldn't release certain music, so it was a bigger thing than just the, the, the sexual assault. So, I think if we would've known it, we would've been like, oh, Doja, girl, are you okay? So he's using a different name, so the pseudonym is already shady. Um, and then I also don't know if people would have lashed on if we knew it was Dr. Luke, just because, you know, we're a little more, like, righteous you yeah, we have
1: to know who's behind it now before
0: the you know. yeah and so if we knew i don't think people would be supporting mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. i'm just saying because the music is good and i'm not gonna stop listening to it
0: <sighs> oh no i'm not gonna stop i just want to actually look up the, the name that he's using it's like
2: something tracks
0: so dozier signed to him at 17
2: yeah oh, so
0: that's seven years ago yeah so that's also like are you okay dozier yeah yeah
1: I mean, but I don't know she if she's okay. Talk, right. Is she going to ever talk about it? Probably no, not. No.
0: Because he did Say So. And, and that's, that's her biggest and, and song that, now And that's going to be the song that makes her mainstream. That so. is
2: going to be the song that makes her mainstream. The TikTok kids are wearing that song out. The choreography is cute. I'm not mad. Yeah, he
0: did Juicy, Say So, and Rules.
2: All Which all three are singles. Mm-hmm. The, only, sing, the only single she got out that he didn't do is Cyber Sex. And... I guess boss bitch or something.
0: (laughs) 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 Shout out to our girl BK Tidal Wave.
2: The original Andre Williams.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that sucks because Dr. Luke ain't no good.
2: I know we also wanted to talk about Big Jazzy just because we're obsessed with her as a family. Right. But we can't call her Big Jazzy no more.
0: She's than mm. everybody.
2: Listen, small out and looking good. And
0: she always look good, but sure. she's tiny. Like
2: pretty here. and been pretty at H- all sizes.
1: historically
0: pretty. Wow.
1: So I saw her in person. It was at Kendra Present. Tell us everything. Maybe like, when was that? Maybe like six months to a year ago. And I remember her walking, I was like, oh shit. I so like, who the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Brandon was there. I was like, nigga, do you see her? Because she was legit maybe a size eight. Mm. She was tiny. Wow. And she and you know, she's tall, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, whoa, this is like... The
0: original stallion. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was,
1: and she had legs. I was like, whoa. It was shocking. But she, I was like, that bitch looks good. I want, and I'm mm. like, other people with weight loss and their voice changes... Hers was still on. Yeah. And
0: also, some people ain't lose weight. They don't... It looks sick. Yeah. But she looks
1: great. I was about to be nice. And messy. the hair was everything. The M-Star was good. Mm-hmm. You it know Philly really Girls keep a good m I was
2: gonna
5: tell you
1: the, so the hair... Ooh, some Philly
5: girls...
2: <laughs> Jasmine ooh. Sullivan's hair does always look good. <laughs> it depends good. on the
5: neighborhood. Yeah,
2: yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. As a visitor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't get too... You know, you still are in Philly, mate. I'm not trying
2: to get jumped. I'm just saying. Right. I like to keep people honest and hold their feet to the fire.
1: Yeah. But the
0: fact of the matter
1: is we need an album, Jasmine. <laughs> we need an album. And can we just put, I'm so tired of the, if she was skinny, she'd be a, Talk about it. Adele. And it's like, come on, y'all. Let's, let's. And this goes back to the conversation we had before, which is, okay, y'all, the platforms are different. Jasmine is black. Yeah, she doesn't dance. She just sings. She's not going to have it as easy as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just be real. Because I mean, nobody ever compares her and Beyonce, mm-hmm. right? Like, come on. There's always the the white, side. and it's like there's this. Whole, I don't like that. I don't like it either. And it's just
0: and it's apple and oranges, right? Because yeah. there, like, there's literally nothing Jazzy and Adele have in common, but they always them against each other. And I'm like, when we think about a white artist who is similar to Jasmine and sound, all that, is JoJo. And JoJo has had the hardest role right. of any R&B artist. I
2: think that people originally started to pit Jasmine and Adele against each other because of lyrical content, though. And, and them hard. both being songwriters and being big. No,
0: people were doing it because they were big and because they sing aren't they think Adele is RB, Whatever. Which is a whole other conversation. There
2: is another conversation. But if I, I am an Adele fan, though, so I won't take too much
0: blaspheme I'm not, I'm name. not bashing I'm Adele, just but I'm just saying Adele is not, Adele can't do runs like Jasmine, so why are we even trying to compare their careers? Yeah. I also
2: remember you said, like, when we first started doing the podcast, you was like, if Adele wasn't big, she wouldn't be able to
0: sing. No. <laughs> she's not big either. She and, a solid and, now she, and now she, now she's
2: the one that does not look well. Right. Her and Sarah Paulson look like sisters instead of Foster is real
0: thin be, and
1: then and the hair on top yeah, she she just it
2: look well. I'll, I'll, I'll be really interested to see what it gives when she comes out now because right. you know weight loss also could change the shape of an artist too because right. you weren't able to like do the things that I guess the smaller girls or you probably wouldn't look like your your branding wasn't for like you to be a performer, where no, she like, could have moved around the stage if she Muslim wanted Muslim to.
0: Like, oh, that was her my
2: god, she was like a white Ava Ava is my favorite Muslima. I love
0: it with
1: the self-conscious arms. Listen, I don't like I'm that. You, i don't Ava, Ava. dresses
0: like like when Muslim girls go to like special <laughs> events. I love it. I love it. I mean, know I like stuff like that. It's the Philly Emmy.
2: But like, <laughs> is that going to be the only silhouette we get out of you, Miss Duvernay?
0: I mean, listen. The boobs always look fabulous. So she
2: can't help that. They're gonna look good regardless. <laughs> I mean,
0: it her don't have new to.
2: show is good. Have you watched? Oh,
0: I need to. I need
2: good. To cherish the, the day. I'm a fan. No love
0: is. Uh. Y'all know how I feel about Love
2: Is? Love Is was on its way <laughs> to be a show.
0: Believe <laughs> so I kill, you dead to us. Don't come on the
2: cast. <laughs> but Mara, let's chat. Quick, I
1: Mara. want Love Is, is she, back. Is
2: Mara okay? Is, is I you know. seen her at Soho House, Soho Warehouse in LA not that long ago. And she was um, having lunch with Deborah Cox randomly. Oh, I Deborah went Cox right was? over there and I said, Mara, you remember me from Essence. Oh. <laughs> I actually did that. Of she she remembered me. It's fine. <laughs> Celebrities lie.
0: Like Rihanna. She's like, well, yes. I was, I was She's was like, some... yes. I wear the necklace every
2: day. <laughs> Don't shit on my dreams. Do not shit on my dreams. She did really remember me because I was with somebody that she know. Oh, but that probably was the only reason.
0: Either way, bring back love is hashtag. But um, the, again,
2: the, the new show Cherish Today is really good. They are Made trying. to... Keith,
0: baby mama.
2: She's so good on I that love show. Her.
0: She's so cute. She
2: is cute. I really like her. Uh, fluorescent beige. My
0: favorite color is fluorescent
2: beige. <laughs> Why? Why was that even in that movie? That was funny to me. And then.
0: Chris, who you met, Kristen's best friend, KP's best friend, mm-hmm. he had a website called, um, his Tumblr was called Fluorescent Beige. I love when white he, people tap
2: into the right black stuff. And
0: he would, and he would like do like his stand up and stuff on, and like random just funny stuff on his website. That's
2: everything. Bring yeah. back Tumblr. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> You want me to say so. It's funny because no one knew the words. and
0: Ha!
2: <laughs> she cleared it up!
0: But that tweet was from like November.
2: <laughs> when
0: it came back, and everybody was like, me finding out that I was not saying the right
1: words to the song. I knew
2: that she was saying days to nights to mornings or oh, whatever. I, never it is. I knew, knew that she was saying that.
1: That's about it. Oh. I don't know. A shout out to Dr. Woo. Still making heads after. Allegedly, you know, raping women.
2: Send them to jail.
0: Only in America. Well, I would say only in America, but no, because Roman Polanski just won for right uh, Best Film and the girls walked out. Right. So, yeah, you know, patriarchy is real. Patriarchy is strong.
2: I hate everybody. Kill
0: them all. Right. <laughs>
2: Did y'all watch the Kobe Bryant Celebration of Life? Absolutely. I
0: didn't.
2: I saw Beyonce's performance because we have, but <laughs> I didn't really care to watch the rest. I didn't want to be sad. And I'd be at work and it's like white people stress me out and I just like, it would be too much. I don't want to be an angry black man, so I didn't watch anything that was triggering.
1: But Trigger. well, it was very well produced. Sing it. It was very, probably the most memorial, most, uh, most well produced memorial that we've had thus far. Really? Yeah. Are you not,
2: comparing it to Aretha? Is that why?
1: All the above. <laughs> I just thought Everybody else's was just in bad taste. Yeah, <laughs> I like agree. Whitney's was a little weird. Whitney's was ghetto. Like That'd be new no word. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney's was
2: actually bad. I, I like the fact that Kobe's wife took the stance of y'all are not coming to this funeral, but yes. we will do something sponsored by the NBA, right. separate and apart uh, from the actual memorial service. Right. That was class and sophistication to me because. People usually just trying to get a buck. Right.
1: And I love that she was first. Yes. And it set a different tone because usually, you know, the, the eulogy is last. Mm-hmm. So It was interesting for her to be the first and the most prominent person, especially right after Beyonce. Um, mm-hmm. So, that thought that was Fame. good. Right. I th-
4: yeah, I think that would probably be the best way to do it, though. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. yeah. Like, that, let's... Cut the bullshit. Let's get, you know, we're all here to hear what Vanessa has to say. Let's get it up and out the way. Right. And then let's move on to everything else. And, like,
2: set the tone because people actually are interested in how you're doing. Right. Right. Yeah. I thought that that was important. But, again, after Beyonce, I cut it off. Yeah, I mean
1: Alicia Keys performed too. Yeah, she just played the piano. Oh which, good. She know, didn't sing. She didn't sing. So Perfect. No screeching and yelling from Alicia.
2: She sounds better now. I give her a hard time because light skin. But right. <laughs> But I do think that she has gotten... So I gotta hold my people to their standards. And she like it's doing better from a vocal perspective.
1: Well, I think she ignores that she's an alto. <laughs> and
2: yeah. that's all it takes sometimes. It's because Alicia probably don't come from a good church home. Because they would have placed her where she needed to be. No Listen, no No, seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I seriously. <laughs> I think that that is what the issue was this whole time. I'm right. so glad we figured yeah. it out here today.
1: Thank you, studio audience. Yeah, she's Poor Alicia. But you know, she gave us a little piano. She had all purple on. You know, she still can't dress. But you know. (laughs) Oh, mama's the Bama of the week. Right. Week. 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 Even though the Grammys, she gave a look. Oh yeah she did We loved
2: her at the Grammys Until right. the last two yeah. outfits oh, right. yeah. She got on my nerves With them fucking G plus G ass oh, jeans yeah. on With the spaced out stud oh, yeah, I was like Did she shop at Rainbow Steel <laughs> I thought that we had Elevated and failed Like Eve oh, and God. Faith
1: But I don't, I don't wanna, One of my group chats Hates me Because I always go in On Jason Bolden you don't like his styling? We can oh, chat about that. Yeah,
0: offline.
2: Beautiful yeah. show though. I yeah. love style. The Hollywood. show was
1: amazing, but give like, me that second I just, season. Where are you? Like all of them are Revo princess gowns. Kill me. <laughs> she looked good at the Oscars though. Oh
0: for yeah, one. that white. She yeah. looked good. Yeah,
1: she but then every other look, she is some floral. Like she's about to go to London for some. Royal
0: event. Yeah, it's like one trick pony vibes. I guess. Yeah. Do we
1: care about her? She's coming no.
2: out with an album soon, like no. a a mainstream. Like you know they're gonna push it. She was Harriet up, man.
1: Uh, 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 she's doing some Aretha <laughs> show too, which everybody's. Yeah. Oh, like, but she
2: glorious. looks like. Yeah. I, I, the people said I, she looked
0: like uh, what's her name? With the boobs. From Pose. Oh. Oh no. She <laughs> said she looked like what's her name with the boobs. What uh, Beverly
2: Bebby Smith? I am dead. We love you, Bebby Bebby Smith. Smith. Shout out to my girl. I wept for at least two to three
0: business
2: days. That means that the weekend might have come and you were still weeping. Falling
0: out. (laughs) Can I say something about Kobe real quick? Because, like, Philly people, whatever you can speak to, we have such a complicated relationship with Kobe, and Mm -hmm. so, like, because of Alan Iverson, no, I mean.
2: So it's not how sports you, related.
0: How would you describe it? I mean, I think that the easiest way to say it is it it felt like, or at least when I was younger, it felt like to me like he just left the city behind in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And Philadelphians like really resented that. And I remember somebody posted on Twitter from Philly I grew up with. And he was like, you know, for a Philadelphian, Kobe was like your favorite villain, mm-hmm. and like, and and in a lot of ways, it felt like he like antagonized when he would come here for the Lakers and plays like he antagonized Philly and it's like, yo, you from here? Like, how can you do this to us? So like, it's weird because like, Kobe is our guy, mm-hmm. but, but AI is our guy. Right. I never thought Kobe was from Philly. He's from Lower maryland and that's another thing, too. You're not, you're not from Philly. And that's another thing, too. He's from Lower Marion, He didn't really have no connection. They talking about Philly. I don't know way. what's going on. Lower Mary's the suburbs. Oh, uh, okay. And kind of, like, not far out. And so, it's always Oh, so always it's like D.C.
2: and Waldorf. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not from D.C.
0: So, it's always <laughs> been this, like, weird kind of thing with Kobe. And then... So, that was going on. And then, also, he was estranged from his parents mm-hmm. pretty much his entire through, career. Through his
2: death. They're still estranged. They were on the right. other side of the screen during this um, celebration of life.
0: You know Jackie told me, because my mom is very much into I the... love
2: how into it she really is. Well, my
0: mom is very much in, like, my mom is in, like, the no. basketball world. Oh, right? okay. So, from back, like, the 70s. So, my mom be up in and through everything. And, right. she, and I asked her, I was like, oh, like, you know, what's going on with the parents? She said, oh, girl, they were sitting on the whole other side of the Yeah. But I, you remember when his parents didn't go to the wedding? And that was a yeah. big thing in Philly. Mm-hmm. They was like, the parents didn't go to the wedding. So that kind of started to spiral down. So he been married her for 20 years.
1: That's that crazy. They
0: that yep. mm-hmm. were like, oh, you marrying my son? He didn't even really get out there yet.
1: The thing with, in uh, the one thing with Kobe... In Philadelphia, like, the Lakers is our rival team, Mm -hmm. and everybody hates the Lakers here. Historically. It's it's the Lakers and the Cowboys. As a house. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, and the Cowboys, and you know my mom is a Cowboys fan. Our house used to get TP'd and everything. I
2: love that Philly and D.C. really are cousins, because people from D.C. do not like the Cowboys. I find that people from PG County start to like the Cowboys, and I would be like, y'all dumb." (laughs)
1: Well, our well, but the Redskins
2: are terrible, but still, it's my city.
1: Because isn't there a rival, rivalry between the the Redskins and the Eagles too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
2: I'm sorry, y'all. You know, we still the Eagles up. are a better team than the Redskins. Yeah. I can admit That's that. And I'm not like sports children. So, I'm just you
1: know Speaking fat butts. Sorry. Shut up, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were
5: saying,
1: Evan? <laughs> but that Lakers element. Like he was so amazing, and then he chose the Lakers, and then he was one all the time. There was just always this hidden animosity. But then I think, really, like after he retired, and then we all realized that he was still a big Eagles fan, and we won the Super Bowl, it was almost like we started forgiving him.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. nice. A little come home.
1: Yeah. And the whole, also, my, my girl Christina also sung. She closed out the memorial I'm at Galera. Home.
4: Yes, she yes. did. Ave Maria. The right way. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, now we can actually cut the cameras.
4: What, sorry, what did y'all think about uh, the parents? Some people had like a thing about the parents not being mentioned at all. And I mm-hmm. you know, I knew about the feud like other people and like or, yeah. uh, the estrangement. But... The
2: size is the Teen Summit now, y'all. We get <laughs> uh, audience I interviews.
4: I
0: thought it was in <laughs> I did too. I thought it was in I did too. Teens. I don't... I... Listen. No matter what is going on, those are still the parents. Yeah. And I feel like as a mother, as a mother, your- as a mother,
5: <laughs>
0: she was going off. As a mother, <laughs> I feel like as a mother, imagine like imagine how his mom felt. Like my, so- I literally have not been in relationship with my son for twenty years. And I, I will never be able to have that relationship again,
2: or even a conversation.
0: Nothing. And so to not acknowledge that his parents were in the room and his sisters, who he was in relationship with, mm-hmm. Porsys.
2: Look, I don't. I don't know who was down to the call sheet. I don't know who was down to the order of operations, or I don't know. I don't know who was in charge of it. So like, I can't even be like, who we who can we point the blame at for that? Because yeah. I. I I would hope that it wasn't Vanessa, but you never know.
0: I mean, if, they, if they've if been giving you the blues for 20 years, you probably wouldn't want to sit next to him. That's why Beyonce never was sitting there and not the family.
2: I mean, but everybody wants to sit next to Beyonce. Well,
0: Sierra was sitting right there, too, so. I want to sit there too. I mean, okay, you do. Come on <laughs> and pass, Sierra. Listen, see. and Russell. <laughs> All
2: right. I wasn't even being inflammatory or crazy. He should just come.
1: I love his new hair. I love him. Um, right, that blowout is so good. Love it. Yeah,
2: not that blowout. <laughs> I really want to go home. Wow,
1: it's so, a very cute. Like, I'm. I've listened to indie rock, Bob. You know what I mean. I love
0: Desiree it. windswept. Yes,
1: Shang. Like, it li-
0: gave me Desperado. <laughs> it gave me like I drive a Harley.
1: I'm listening to Incubus. I do Pardon me is a hit. Shout out to Brandon
0: Boyd. Come on the podcast. It'd be amazing.
5: Pardon me. Pardon me. (laughs) Hits.
2: Ooh, I used to get ready to school to listen to Incubus. That is late. I also used to wear Skechers and I started the trend. Ooh, who's wearing Skechers, though? Isn't everybody today?
0: And it's late. Oh. it was cute on me <laughs> she said
2: "Oh, <laughs> all by <laughs> Jordan Jordan admitted to wearing creative recreations or whatever those sneakers were
0: called. everybody
2: used to wear creative wrecks though they're ugly out but we all had a pair who's
0: everybody oh, oh they're uh, out there oh, oh, I, there. oh no, I, don't no there. I don't know
5: that
2: I'm, I'm sorry maybe, maybe not in Philly yeah. but like niggas was wearing creative wrecks in DC yeah. and you know that we are a fashion
4: capital Ben
2: Chili Bowl <laughs> <laughs> I
5: don't
2: even know if anybody gonna get that, no, but I that was it. a moment. No, I <laughs> caught it. mean,
0: can
1: I catch some of that mojito, or is
0: it going? No,
1: it's up there. It's right. Oh, I got it. Mm-hmm. Of course, I got it. <laughs> Trash. It was really I fun tasting. Can we really be honest about DC style? Cause y'all really tried to make Nike do a thing.
2: Still do. It's like nah. Um, oh okay, so like two.
0: Stream a new hit single
2: by Rolling Ray. Oh <laughs> my! <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the playlist because I'm not listening to it oh, any it other way. No, I love it. So I'll say this: I think that DC has lost the uniformity of our style. I think that with the advent of Instagram and Tumblr and like social media, like we was bashing earlier, everybody kind of looks the same everywhere. Like, yeah. people people who try to do anything fashion-wise... Personal style has died. I always say that personal style doesn't exist outside of my group of friends. Because everybody is, like, a fucking carbon copy of the next nigga. But when I was in college, my group of, like, D.C. entrants into CAU, we all were, like, known for, like, our look. And it was because, like, D.C. used to have a specific... Oh, you're from D.C. Like, you could just tell... And I don't think that that exists anymore. I will say that there has been some missteps. Because <laughs> Nike boots are not necessarily a fashionable choice. But they do look good with the stuff that we used to wear them with.
1: I will say you guys have, y'all broke the black men out of their addiction. Did, to, did. To um monotone clothing.
2: But DC also used to be home of the DL. So the gays <laughs> broke men out of that as well. Shout out to Noah's Ark.
1: Y'all wore every color ever in the
2: same Oh, outfit. we wore American apparel out. I had mustard skinnies. That's late. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I meant it when I wore them. <laughs> not mustard skinnies. That is disgusting. 2% light, My bro. friend actually had <laughs> ah, ah,
1: <laughs> friend And I needed that those. stretch
2: because you know it gives a thigh.
1: My friend Julian had those when I think about it. That's not mm. okay.
2: I don't think about mine. <laughs> But enough D.C. Philly battling. I think that we should go into the now playing section. We haven't even talked about stuff that we're listening to right now. Nice. So, Evan, I'll let you go first as the guest. Okay.
1: Like, <laughs> so, we're doing, like, new or and old, like...
2: It's whatever you are actually currently listening to. Like,
1: literally. It could
2: be something that nobody never heard of. It could be something that your mom sang to you. Like, mm. anything.
1: So, the first thing that comes to mind, so... Kenny Loggins did this... Listen. He, he did this live album in like 1990, 1991 It's like an R&B album oh. And Shanice is on it Oh, Wait. I love your smile Shanice I love your smile Shanice And when I do tell do, you that do, there's do, a sock pop on there That's uh, like a cute little body roll <laughs> it, I'm like uh oh <laughs> wow. Tell us everything it, it, it <laughs> is, Up <laughs> our alley I'm interested okay. it nice. Oh, It's called um. Ooh, what's the name of the song Something follow.
2: Anything that insinuates a body roll is something I like. It's something is I want.
1: so good. But that's like the main thing I've been listening to. Uh, Love will follow. That's the name of the song.
2: Oh, okay. Right? Googling yes, and cool. downloading. Check it. that Man.
1: out. Um, I've also been listening again school is very real so I've been leaning on Fred Hammond these last couple you of have to where's Jannera Rose
0: you have to stay prayed up via Fred Hammond okay and you
2: have to praise him while you can listen. because sometimes
0: the weapons do be prospering okay <laughs>
2: and the fences
1: will be arising
2: listen okay Hello? I'm over this
1: damn
2: thing that we record yeah and
1: so those are like the two like i don't say like weirdest but two like out there Uh, but like i would say out there as in like the past Mm -hmm. um but i've been really also getting into house music a lot as you should yeah uh so lady alma who's from philly the queen like a legend she she took a 10-year break um to care for her mother who passed early last year i believe so now she's back and releasing new music and going viral which is crazy um there was this like this house music festival in South Africa, and people didn't even oh, know wow. that there was, like a big house community there. So there was this guy listening to this DJ set, and he was like going off. Oh, that the
0: drag queen children,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it went so like it went viral, had like a million shares, and that like la- relaunched her career to like the world. So shout out to Lady Alma. she's everything. So I've been listening to her a lot. Um, her meaning. Lady Alma. So <laughs> nothing to give you. I tried, y'all. Um, oh. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I'm tired of championing for my sins. We can talk... I mean, we were talking about style, right? Oh <laughs> Sorry. <but laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gooped. Sorry. Like... <laughs>
0: We're sizing now. We can
1: finish offline. No, I mean, say what
2: you gotta say. I'm ready. I
1: just just want her to dress better and give us, like, new melodies and new sounds. It was fine for the first album. And then it just kind of got tired. But anyway, um, so House Music. uh, I like the Disclosure EP that came out this weekend. Um, they've been tapping into a lot of international sounds that I've been into. Hmm.
2: Disclosure always pulls out a good project, though.
1: They do. And they, they're also a really good launching pad for artists, which is what mm-hmm. I fucking Yeah. I
2: want Kei to get like them.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: I mean, Not in, like, a shady way. I didn't mean that. It uh, like,
0: to become an A&R yeah. <laughs> like
4: on Yeah.
2: I do, too, but I think that him being shy doesn't enable that pathway as fast as theirs.
5: Mm-hmm. And
2: he's he said that because he's got um, some conversations going with Janet Jackson and her team, yeah. but Janet they... being the shy entity that she is and then him also being shy, things just aren't like working as fast as mm-hmm. they would want them to. But I think that a Janet Jackson and Kay Tronada song would be everything.
1: Oh, it Absolutely. would shake the nation. And also dance. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is what I want the world to do again. Because yeah. we've gotten away from that. Which is why I'm also really excited about Jesse Ware's new album. Because mm, she realized that... A singer. A singer. And she realized it were her last two albums that nobody wanted to just sit and be sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Even though that Midnight song is forever sexy. Everything. Oh, my God. But that was,
1: like, the sole highlight on that album. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm the type of person, if their first album is amazing, I will really try to ride it out for the entirety of their career. She lost me after the second one, and I really tried to hold on, but it just wasn't that good. So, midnight, I was like, yes! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the album came out. I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I
2: thought that we had gotten rid of sophomore slumps, but...
1: We should have about that. Well, We th- should. But, I mean, you know, the sophomore... Jesse's sophomore album was okay. It had that, you know, kind of sometimes maybe that Miguel song. I love that song. Everything. But then everything else was just kind of, yeah, yeah, it was the same. Um, so I like that she's really starting to, you know, remember that she was a dance artist at first. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said the gays are are on 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 Fleet when when that when the new music started coming out, which they were. Like <laughs> the, the gays, like the white gays in in the UK, were going crazy over the new music, and I. I me too. I think, that, I think that, I
2: think that the dance craze has to be coming back because again, white gays have been going up for that Dua Lipa song physical. Yeah. People love her. I let y'all listen to that one random dance album that J Hood came out with. That would have been a career changing mm-hmm. moment for her if she would have pushed it the right way and picked the right singles. Why
1: don't all these R and B singers pick up something new and unique? Like, give the, the girls one to dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a whole
2: episode about that because people don't make us want to dance.
1: At all. Like, Kelly Rowland, I'm talking to you. Hello
0: directly to you.
1: <laughs> right. and Right. We in your face. Right. Our like, foot is on your neck. Your best songs were... And Each nobody, other. Right. Like, nobody likes David Guetta, but they liked him with you. Mm-hmm. And Winter Gordon because Toy Friend is forever. And Khalees. We got to bring Kalisma into in their circle too, but like because Fourth
0: of July, ooh, acapella,
2: a holiday,
1: <laughs> ooh,
0: sing Mariah as well because
1: I'm choking. <laughs> and then, oh, and then also I've been mean, also like, I was in the car just listening to Mariah's ballads. Listen, <laughs> that, that JoJo
2: homosexuality. <laughs>
0: That's
1: yes. the gay agenda. It's a <laughs> gay lot of stuff. That experience, meaning that the Instagram with Mariah and JoJo was the gay agenda. No, Absolutely. seriously, and I completely
2: support it. Mariah
0: Carey really singing her lower register is the Ooh. gay agenda. I was
1: actually
2: interested in the fact that JoJo was taking a higher note. Because okay. JoJo has a very rich right. lower register. Right. I was like, let's talk
1: about Right, vocals. a soprano, okay? Okay. Listen. <laughs> the range.
2: That JoJo is equipped with. She also got new music coming out, and I will be front row and center at Can't that tour. Yeah. See, I'm glad she getting her
0: flowers me. in 2020. She's, we got to watch Tarot Bryce after this because she was cutting oh, up on Tarot. Oh, Chris. as a
2: family press play. Yeah. I'll
0: send Jackie for the Wi Fi. <laughs> it's on my phone. I'm going to send
2: it to you because we got Apple phones.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was another
2: inside joke. Y'all. Don't
1: read be
0: my best friend. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so Mariah Ball is. I realized how intricately constructed they were. Like, them backgrounds are everything. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was always just be like, why does Mariah have like this really crazy like background section? Like when she go on tour, have like five, six background singers. And I realized, oh no, there's five or six parts. <laughs> and Kelly Price is doing two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's real, right? So you know, shout out to Mariah. Uh, I threw uh, the vocal my, stacking queen. Okay, for my thirtieth birthday party, I threw a Mariah Carey party. Was I love the, that. Where was I? I don't know. You, listen, it was everything. Like, <laughs> I was drunk off my ass, champagne all night because I was really trying to be, be grand. Had a, a wig on, came in gold and butterfly wings. Like I was really like trying to be Mariah Carey that night. <laughs> but when I, when are we all
2: not trying to be Mariah Carey? But right.
1: the, and the funny thing was about that party. I re- that was then when I realized, oh shit, yeah, it's my 30th birthday party, but like, uh, people wanted to come and sing Mariah Carey songs. <laughs> like, that was the clear, the clear draw for that. Like, the I was motivic through
2: line of your birthday. Right, and I was
1: totally okay with that, because I was like, what the fuck do I want to do for my birthday? Mm-hmm. Sing Mariah Carey songs with my friends. Not no. Right. And, you know... It was Give me a mic and put underneath today. the stars on and watch me work. Ooh okay a stripper song actually <laughs> so listen Mariah everything she's like one of those people who brings out like an brings out the alter ego in me I can see that you know like wholeheartedly yeah <laughs> like she makes me wanna you know just be this rich white woman in a way the gay agenda right.
2: <laughs> I always say that I think it's so interesting That black gay men kind of adore this fantasy Of like white, rich white womanhood While white gays really adore Like being black ghetto girls mm-hmm. It's so interesting it how that interesting, flip man. happens And I just be looking at everybody like And
1: that's why we, we don't get along <laughs> <laughs> What's up, real shit? That's exactly why we will never, ever, ever. It's real bad. Right. Never,
5: ever. Never, <laughs> ever, never <laughs> ever.
2: Sing Brandy. Always gotta throw a little bit of Miss Norwood into the episode. Always. Steph, are you listening to anything new and cool? What Child, do the people need to know? My
0: annoying ass is listening to Doja. It's, it's Doja. It's Doja. I got one way. Um, We yeah.
2: got to get you to listen to old Doja too. I did. I listened to her entire discography. I hate
0: everything. Oh! <laughs> I was like, this is awful. My spirit is. I'm, I'm going to pretend I did not listen to any of this. I
2: actually am surprised at that because there are select songs I like from the past. I liked Doja back in 2013,
0: 2014. I couldn't...
2: No Police?
0: That was okay. Wow. That, like, out of all the songs, that was the only one I actually played back again. And okay. that was on the the project. The, the first one, yeah. 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 I did go back, but the I'm a, the Alama, Amla. I didn't
2: really care for that one either. Except for Roll With Us. And Duran made me, like, roll with us. was ass. cute. Yeah. Um,
0: but it was it was a hard road to walk. Um, So, <laughs> it'll be Hot Pink for me. On, i walk um, alone. Until further notice. But I love Hot Pink. Because, again, like, I love that y'all know me. Like, when I go and I was telling Vic, like, when I go out, I dance. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going out to just be, like, being, like, a two-step a little cute. Like, I want to sweat my wig off. I want to actually take it off. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate you. <laughs> but you know I do that. Like, there's a picture from Homecoming where I came home with a scarf, and I tied my hair up. And I had my hair scarf on in the club because I was like, I'm dancing. My hair is <laughs> <switched> out, <laughs> and I'm not going to look bad, but I'm not going to stop dancing. Yeah. So, I'm, I got my hair scarf on in the club. At, at not visions, at, um...
1: Compound. show us me. Club. Listen, in a headscarf. Going off. Have
0: this. you been
2: to Compound since they redid it? No. I
0: haven't been to Compound since I was probably twenty two years old. So oh, it's that night. The last time I
2: was in Atlanta, I went to Compound because of the gay agenda. Wow. And <laughs> great place to be.
0: Um, but yeah, so Doja, but also I've been listening to Sam Sparrow's new album. Everything Um, um I don't know about y'all, but the only Sam I acknowledge that's a white man that sings is Sam Sparrow. Sam Sparrow does not exist to me. Don't know him. Never heard of him. Who is she? Yikes. Sam Sparrow. Again, again, so like when the internet talks about, oh, people only reward, only, uh, only R&B artists that are rewarded are white ones that sing black music. Sam is another one that literally sounds like a black man and has had a hard road in his career. Oh, yeah. So it, it just continues to like kill the myth that they're like ahead in some way because the ones that actually sound black getting no life um so he teased out the album with inside blue with king last or outside blue mm-hmm. which is one of the most beautiful songs that came out in 2019 absolutely um and then the album dropped i guess it was two weeks ago and it's just a really cool like 80s kind of like don't disturb this groove vibe mm-hmm. on the slower songs. Mm-hmm. It's an up tempo eighty I feel
2: like I'm like in an episode of Jim. Shout out to <laughs> Shout out to U C B for flipping Don't Disturb This Groove into Sexy Lady. Mm even though that's my least favorite go go yeah, like, so we'll it's late but,
0: um, so I really really love the Sam Sparrow I'm excited to spend more time with it Um, yeah. because it's really good and I love the interludes like every, the
1: interludes just, are so good it's
0: just perfect like I think Sam is someone who really because he's been in the industry so long but has not had the kind of success that he won has had a chance to really learn and study the industry and so mm-hmm. he knows how to craft a perfect album mm-hmm. and that's what he did yeah also, I love Lucky Day's new album, um, new song um, that I got. Things called Fade Away, that's on the Photograph um, soundtrack. Y'all know I've been standing Lucky. Um, after Vic was like, "You got to send this boy Lucky," and I was like, "I don't know." And you know, I'd be iffy about it because I hate his hair. He can't, and I don't like when he dressed, and I think that he's on the spectrum. But
2: I, y'all, Stephanie, Stephanie, shut up. the Watts
5: <laughs> has such
2: a like. It's like almost a sadomasochistic like weird relationship with Lucky Day because she's obsessed with him.
0: Obsessed. I watch his live videos performances every single day.
2: But she also hates his guts because yeah. of his hairstyle and the way that he talks in interviews and I just be and the way he dresses. And I just be like leave this man alone.
0: But I, I, I love him so much. Everybody oh got
2: God. that little tuft on uh, their head. Cut that off. tight how much I love him. And then when he starts
0: talking. I be like, "Is he special me touch that show?" I like is he special news?
5: <laughs>
2: I don't know what's wrong with him but it does get very much so. Did you learn how to read where's on phonics?
0: But you know what? I don't even care cuz you can sing down, you write amazing music. I don't need you to know how to talk. Actually don't talk, just sing. Mm,
2: um I need you to have a brain cell.
0: I don't think it's a I don't think it's a brain cell issue. I don't know what I think it's a speech impediment honestly.
2: I think that if because he looked you know different, my, you, know you wouldn't boom, care about any Travis Ed Green is.
0: has a speech impediment. Remember, I thought he was special needs as well, but it's mm-hmm. just a speech issue. And I have a speech issue with my list, so let me, you know, I give grace to people. <laughs> Either way, the song is great. There's a live performance of it that dropped on my birthday, um, and he looks amazing. And it's like top that I actually want, It's like leather ox blood top that I want. Uh, I'll find. I'll find it. Um, His on the stylist is a parking. cute girl. Um. And obviously, a new Leanne
2: LeHavis. That's all I've been listening to. That's really where I was about to go. That's
0: my now
2: listening. I can't stop listening to Bittersweet, it's the best song ever. It sounds like an old fucking Delphonic song, but mm-hmm. with just one voice. Knows like creepy. It needs to be on the soundtrack to a horror movie. Actually, like I really like how
0: Jordan Peele on the line.
2: Oh, cause I'm going to see Candyman. Yeah, it's
0: gonna be good. Hey, I guy, do think
2: I... that I think that they should have used the remix of Say My Name as the chopped and screwed, scary whatever the fuck. But I still like that they are doing that because they did that with Us too. With, um, I got five on it. And I was like, oh, I want the creepy version on my iTunes blaring right now. <laughs> um, Of course, I've been listening to the two singles that JoJo put out because I'm a stan. Uh, I've been listening to, it's this girl I never heard her before, but her name is, I'm about to butcher it. It's like Ojerim or Ojerime or Ojerime. It's O J E R O J E R I M E, And she makes like, deep-cut 90s music, but, like, the music that you would only hear if you went to, like, a basement, and you gotta I be like in... Like, it sounds like 1997, and I'm like...
0: I like how it's
2: And not, like, in the flip way that Tory Lanez will do or mm-hmm. Drake will attach himself to. Mm-hmm. It sounds like she was back then. And I'm like, is this Changing Faces?
5: Mm-hmm. So,
2: love her. Gotta get into her more. Um I've been listening to the two EP by Ray Louise because... Of course. I have you Brandy you know, we I'm really Ray around here. Mm-hmm. Got a weight high. Where you at? Love that vocalist. Like, she sounds like. I don't know if Brandy, like, I don't know. Like, she sounds like smoke to me. Yeah, she like sounds that, good. Man. I've seen her live a couple of times. And it's like, oh, you really can sing because you don't even change the key of nothing when you get in front of the microphone. Like, Uh-oh. she really sings just like that. All the runs and everything doing every part all by herself. Because she didn't even have backup singers. She opened up for Duran the first time I saw her. Oh, and it was just a her.
5: Interesting.
2: Everything. Um, what else have I been listening to? I mean, of course, Janae because the whole remix is out. But... I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of old stuff. I've revisited r and Phase 1 EP. Like, certain lyrics trigger me. Y'all know. If y'all been listening for a while, you know that i only have feelings when music is on. And it's this song called I. It explains exactly where I am in relationships right now. And I'd be, like, ready to just clutch my pillow and go to sleep after listening to
1: it. Can we talk about this? Because I'm yeah. the same way.
2: It's, real, it's the Libra thing. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah.
1: I don't like like that. I hate it.
2: It's because I am very much so blank slate, don't really give emotions. You can tell when I'm excited, but you would never know when I was upset. Yeah. But if a song is on and a lyric triggers me, I am in my fake feelings to the point where you might need to sit me on a couch. Yeah. It's really bad. I am the same way. I don't like it. That's why I champion for artists like her and Janae, even when they not doing stuff vocally that I think they should. I or style-wise.
1: I will tell you, Her is one of those people who has songs that make me feel that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I don't like her. Gabby oh. Wilson. Yeah. Yep. So I'm she going to always give
2: her a hard time. Listen. When I found out that song wasn't even about what it's about. <laughs>
0: so do y'all know the story of, of Focus?
2: Like, no. that song is not about a relationship
1: a Romantic relationship at all, he's going tell me about God because I hate when, like, when they do that. Come on, he what is, is <laughs> come on, Brandy. When there's a good song, like, oh, this is about Jesus. <laughs> like, oh, damn. No, so this
0: young guy wrote the song and he wrote it because his mom was venting to him about her marriage mm-hmm. to his dad, um. and she was like, you know. I do like all this stuff in the house and your dad, like me and your dad just with these parallel lives that don't intersect. And she when she's a, like, literally he was like hands in the soap. Like my mom be like cleaning and doing whatever and my dad just be in the house watching TV. Not watching, paying her no not attention. Not paying her no mind. Mm-hmm.
2: And he also said that there were lyrics in there that kind of reflected his relationship with his mom too. It right. wasn't just... Mm-hmm. That That's aspect good. of like the dad and the and the mom, it was also his his relationship like as the child in the household, and I was just like wow. jaw dropped and flabbergasted yeah. when I heard that. He talked about
0: it on Terrell Bryce. Right? We gave it Terrell
2: feet free we full promotion. promotion. Yeah, who was the writer?
0: Some young fans He's guy. this
2: Hispanic guy, wow. and I had never heard of him before. But I'll I'll pull up his name when we watch the JoJo episode. Hmm. Because that's happening.
1: That's awesome. Are you guys into Alex Isley? Love her. Love her. Yeah, She
2: sings so simply. Yeah, Like, I know that she can do all the riffs and the runs that we love and stand for. But she sings so clear and concise. And it's like, oh, wow, you can really sing. Because you're not doing nothing and I'm into it. Right. And
0: speaking of her, I want to uplift. Because we just talked about Ray Louise. Alex Isley, Ray Louise have a song with Envia Shawn. Water me. Water me. Yeah.
2: I feel like there's... Too many episodes of this podcast where we stay in those three women and mm-hmm. that song. But we, oh, okay. I'm
0: gonna say, I feel like we haven't talked about that song in a while. <laughs> we talk about
2: them. Oh, all the time. All the time. Alex Ozley has a great body of work. If you have never listened to a song, please get into Orbit or Into Orbit. That's like my favorite song by her. It was on her first project. But she also has We'll Always Have Paris. Oh, like, there is oh, yeah, music in that girl's arsenal. <laughs> like,
4: mm-hmm. a song.
2: She's, uh, Her voice is so pretty. And yes, she really is related to the Ozley brothers. If you were thinking Ernie, that. Mm-hmm, I Ernie, love lineage. Mm-hmm. I love history. I love black people.
1: But <laughs> I hope she makes it. I do too. And I want her to do a full tour and just don't be caught up in the... And that's the another problem I have with these artists. If they're not in these... The, the difference between white artists and black artists... These white artists will go to a 25-seat venue, sell their motherfucker out. And then come back every six months. Mm-hmm. These black artists don't have that hustle. You will not be at the TLA mm-hmm. <laughs> in three months mm-hmm. after you put out your EP. Nor mm-hmm. do you want to. You want to build a career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think what's what's so weird about like black music right now. Everybody wants to come out and just be at the top. Right. That's just not how building a career works. Like you have to. Lay the groundwork, make sure that that fan base is good, then grow that fan base. I mean, with but some more stuff. I know. You know what? I mean?
2: or what? Black people went through slavery. We don't want to work no more.
1: Oh
0: God!
2: I'm just playing. I'm just playing, y'all. I <laughs> but mean, I
0: want to, to your point, and we just brought up Leanne. Like that's a she, Leanne is a perfect example. The first time I saw Leanne was her very first tour in America. Um, she was at the Mercury Lounge. Which is I don't know maybe like sixty people mm-hmm. in Those tickets were ten dollars. Her band was her backup singer some girl named Rihanna. Funny enough, don't, <laughs> that doesn't sing for her anymore. Um, the the James I think I think his name is James on the keyboard. The drummer was literally sitting on a wood box and was playing the fucking box. Mm-hmm. And that was her first show in New York.
2: Blew it out the park
0: killed it just like you said came back like a year later mm-hmm. and then she was at um humbling I was it I think might have been Bowery Ballroom. and then like every year she came back it was a bigger venue and mm-hmm. a bigger mm-hmm. venue every time and like thinking about now like seeing when she was at afropunk like, a sea of people singing her music. And I remember being at your first show. And it, no. was, and it was a 60-person venue, but right. only about 20 of us there. We right. were
2: swimming in niggas when it came to time for her to show up on Afropunk stage. Right. Like, and we were in the very front, like, at the stage. And the way that it, like, how it took us to get there, I was drowned.
0: And you have to, like, keep working at it. Like, think about Nao. Mm-hmm. Naya was a fucking background singer for somebody that didn't make it. Right,
5: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. she was
0: always a girl in the background singing "Do wop Pop Pop" in all his YouTube videos Hello, that Tomo. were going viral, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then she slowly started working, slowly started putting her own songs, like uh, you know. And that's like you said, how you build longevity. And also, people don't think about that, like playing small venues is consistent money. Yeah. Peter Moses B.
1: Books. Books,
2: That's where I first saw Alex Isley. She opened up for Tijana Moses at Uh Vinyl in Atlanta. A venue. Uh A venue.
0: But Tijana Moses goes on tour every year, and there's smaller venues. They sell out every time Mm -hmm. she does London. She has a couple dates in London. She's literally in London right now. She'll do a couple shows in Paris, and she come home and be on Instagram busting it open and smoking her weed like a lifestyle. And she has lived a successful career because. For most, for most of her career, she was torn off an album that was ten years old. Yeah, yep. And even now, because people didn't really give Kanye conversation his life unless she like a stand. Right. So technically, she's been living off of one album for fifteen years. And been able to sell out tours for fifteen years of one album. That's the kind of longevity people artists should want to have. Right.
2: And I think that JoJo is actually doing it the right way because y'all, how y'all said that white people kind of circle back to those same venues annually or every six months. JoJo perform JoJo. Grand scheme of things, JoJo is a bigger artist than she probably like even knows, mm-hmm. and she still performs at the 9:30 Club when she come to DC yep. like every time. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, there are way bigger venues that you could be at, and you still are like loyal to this one section of this city because they fed you for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you're right about black artists not really doing that and wanting the fame and the fortune and the the big like stadium at the beginning of their career and it doesn't work like that.
1: Listen, Kendrick Lamar was in the smallest of venues when he came out. That, that makes was sense his too. first show in New York too. In, at South Pole. Tiny, Portland. right? Mm-hmm. And then they grow, grown, grow. Okay. Right. Wow. And then I
0: saw him for $80 at Terminal 5. And yeah, he's like mm-hmm.
1: one of
2: the biggest rappers of today right now. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: But wow. you... You can't expect a phenomenon to happen to you, mm-hmm. nor do you want the only it. only person I can was <laughs> Summer
0: Walker, I swear. Right. And she hers is from, still
2: not as big as a Kendrick to me.
0: She packed out the same venue as Kendrick did, like in 2019 And Dre and Musen, I mean, Dre and Corey went to. Mm-hmm. Terminal 5 Was a couple thousand people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. she sold that shit out. Her first EP came out the year before. Oh,
2: like, I didn't know that.
0: She was. Playing, I mean, she.
2: To be fair, I couldn't go to the Summer Walker tour because it was sold out. Sold out. She
0: only mm-hmm. played. She, I saw she her only when played she played um, large venue, like at the very top is stadium, mm-hmm. and then underneath that, that's the tier that she was selling out. So that's crazy. Like most people can't do that. I think people yeah. think yeah. that. They Especially for her
2: not to move around the stage. <laughs> oh, I'm not even trying to be funny. No,
1: that's a very valid
2: point. Like she don't even <laughs> do nothing, and the people are there. <laughs> i saw her open up for black because every time black is in my city i'm right there that is a rock star like the way that he performs and commands the audience is next level to me everyone should go see at least one black concert but summer opened up for him and that's when i knew i didn't really need to see her live anymore but it wasn't because she did bad it was just because she didn't do anything
0: Mm. like
2: snow like went to go see her Ooh, worse
0: how is that possible
2: right but Summer Walker, like, she sat down the entire time. And then the only time that she got up was when she mixed uh, Grave with, like, Honey by Erica Badu. Oh, was say Kalani? Uh-uh.
0: A hit, though. I wish.
2: Honey by Erica Badu and, a hit, like, a, th- a Thundercat song. Oh, okay. cute. And I was like, oh, you really know music, but you also not about to get up, so I'm about to go to the bar. Yeah.
1: We also got to teach these girls how to perform. It- it's... This is your bread and butter. You're not making any money off of them cent per... Beyonce
2: need a master class because we we say really crazy stuff about Frank Gatson and like call him Big Gay Frank and all of that stuff. Like he's creepy and predatory. Like you shouldn't be left alone in a room with him. But I do think that he really got the girls of destiny, the children of destiny together. And there there's something that needs to be like a pass down. Like there has to be something. Whatever they're doing with Normani is also really good too. Performance wise the music just isn't picking up fast enough for me. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the newer girls outside of Tinashe don't Command a stage at all, and it's upsetting me and my homegirl. I think
0: Ari is
2: good live. I think that Ari is good live, yeah. but it's different because she doesn't need like the bells and whistles of choreography oh, right. or like mm-hmm. light shows. Mm-hmm. She just be grooving, and she
0: has a personality so she'll talk to talk. Exactly, the crowd and, and I like that. And you know, we also love a live performance from from Sabrina Claudio. Oh baby, give a show. So
2: let's talk about that. We are way off topic, and this show about to be four hours long, but. Uh-huh. Sabrina yeah, Claudio hard. Sabrina Claudio is opening up for the weekend. Sex will be had in that audience. If he performs anything oh, yeah. from the first like 3 EPs, if anything is played from Trilogy, if Morning is played. Wow. And then like say Thursday. say Sabrina Claudio does unravel me to close her set. Whoa. And then he comes out with fucking House of Balloons. Yeah. Dicks are coming out. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going. And I'm not interested in seeing The weekend Live at all, but I will be there. I need to see who's feeling it on each other. (laughs) It's going to turn into a circuit party, and I have leather. (laughs) Shut up,
5: Michael. So please sit down. You're disrespecting <laughs> the, the the sorority.
1: Please. Give me your letter. <laughs>
0: Y'all yeah, give me your letter.
2: Y'all know exactly where As I'm coming Sabrina
0: from, though. And that stadium is. Hours. I'm going.
1: She, she's clearly not canceled either. No, <laughs> we say that, that one every true. episode.
0: But you can't cancel somebody that's like one of the only girls that sing, the only girl that gives personality like that. Yeah. Like the way she's like 20 years old and can command a stage like
2: that is it, an it auntie.
0: Was, it was moments where me and Muse were just like just staring, <laughs> like you weren't even. It was just like,
2: <laughs> like is she really this good?
0: Because she could not like she was singing, she's talking, she's like dancing, like it was. One of the best shows ever And it's crazy that we saw Snow Allegra at the same venue. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Snow was not holding our
2: attention at all. And it's so strange to me because I think that they're both, like, such captivating beauties. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just look at them all day for no reason. So, the fact that I couldn't even do that with Snow got on my nerves. Yeah,
0: we were, like, mm-hmm. talking to each other, looking around. Like
2: she me and Ron not. went to... My homegirl work at Fillmore, and I get free <laughs> drinks. So, me and Ron stepped out a couple times giving... What's a up, Erica? A couple
0: times. <laughs> it was... And the thing about Snow that was weird was like I could tell that she didn't always sing black, if that mm, makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. But
2: as far as we know her, she did.
0: Right. But when she gets up there and like it's weird how someone can do a run, but your body not do anything. Yeah. So she sounds just like the record. Like I'm not taking nothing of The promote. voice was on. She sounded exactly huh. like the album, but it was just like, um
2: walking back and forth on stage. I don't know,
0: you around, around, around. And
5: then she would like touch her ponytail and then some people
2: would be like ah! But like <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stand you and, but That's that literally was, the show She was
0: like I want you around. But it wasn't even like a, I want you around. It was like literally
2: like I'm Getting it out of her face shame.
0: And it was so weird like her, and her body album
2: is so did, good. And she was
0: wasn't given. It wasn't none of this. She was just walking back and forth. And then she stood on one part where, like, if you were in the balcony, you couldn't even see her at all. Yeah. So we because the speakers see her. in the
2: film will cover a section of the balcony. So it's just like, first of all, take those down. But also, <laughs> like, we can't see you, girl, and you're not even playing to but one side of the stage.
0: And there was no set. So, nothing, nothing to hold you visually at all. She's not giving you anything personal. She didn't talk not once. Mm-mm.
2: Mm-mm. It was, was just the songs. Yeah. And like, I'm glad she sounds like she sounds, but I don't need to see her ever again.
0: Live. And it's then she was sitting on her tiny desk. She was just sitting like this, like Summer. Yeah. Hmm.
2: I wonder what we that's about. That artist about now. I miss when the girls used to pop puss. Like wow. I don't know what is going on right it now. Arguably,
1: yeah, yeah, which is
2: why I like her live. And to be fair, Ari Lennox grew into that too because I've seen her live a couple times before the advent of her new album, and it wasn't given much more than yeah. snow. And she was also dressed in like skater boy clothes, yeah. so it was also like, I'm going yeah. to the bar, but. Uh, I don't know. We need. We might need to have an episode about girls that actually perform because a lot of people yeah, don't. Yeah. That's.
1: It's a very. A very um small number.
0: Bad.
2: We've been talking forever. Y'all want a little break, Yana? I'm good. Mm-mm. I'm good.
1: <laughs> you know
0: me. As long as I got my snacks, y'all know I eat every episode.
2: <laughs> well, for like music and listener purposes, I'm just gonna press pause here because we need a break.
5: All right.
3: Therapy, but baby, let's do this carefully. As easy as it is to slip in, let's not get too far. I like how it's gentle with me. I'm not fragile, but you treat me so delicately. This ain't love. Meant to be I don't feel no jealousy, you know I do this carelessly. You know I do this carelessly You know that I'm a sucker, you know that I get down You know that I'm a sucker, you know that I can get down you know that I'm a sucker, you know that I can get down You know that I'm a sucker, you know that I can get down You know that I'm a sucker, you know that I can get down. 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 down You know that I'm a sucker, you know that I can get down. You know
2: that I'm a girl. You know that I can get down. Oh bye get off
3: and my dick! it's time to wake him up
2: <laughs> After he busts his nut, I tell him get, get the fuck Oh bye Oh <laughs> bye take care of your kids I'm What's so sad need? that you actually Made me listen to that But we're back <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Roland Ray You're my hero Love him that song is late. All bye. All oh, bye. Get you got me
0: day.
2: so good. Oh, my God. That video, that girl was like, hey, my name is
0: Brittany. This is my first day in D.C. Um.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Everything. <laughs> that video is funny to me. She was like, yeah, I just been chilling or whatever. It's the second week of me being in D.C. I had a kickback or whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay, but she's not wrong. She's like,
5: I'm
0: feeling good, but, you know, this is my first month in D.C., <laughs> okay,
2: so I've been in DC for two years. My friends faking like shit. I was trying to see what the fuck was given.
0: <laughs>
2: People on the internet are hilarious. I love yes. we definitely want to watch
0: shit. DC and Philly girl saying
2: because those are yes. Can't wait, Asia Star. <laughs> I used to get into some Asia Star. Oh
0: no, Jordan
5: is Asia Star's
0: number one fan. <laughs> hey I guys, am. we're
5: back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
2: bye. <laughs> <laughs> Not you never know what you amuse. Oh, yes, you do.
0: Mess and distress.
2: At all times.
0: See? Her. And never any less.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what Pretty BB said, nevertheless, no stress. <laughs> She's a crazy
0: person. Love her. Her and that loud girl. <laughs>
2: All right, be
0: Simone, yes, the doll. Love <laughs> I love her. I love the decibel doll, baby. I love her. <laughs> I love
2: her so much. Ah, you know, they are wilding out now. A okay chat,
0: girl, yeah. I love that. Them two, Lala Milan's. I like
1: all of them. I the like Lala, La. Lala's oh everything. Yeah, yeah. She's funny um, and she
2: does really good on uh, Boomerang. I love Boomerang right. actually. Let
0: me get a log in somebody. So We're well, <laughs> t- we
2: getting you a TV this year. Well, you know, I do support watching. I actually, since I'm moving, you can have my own. TV. Either.
0: I don't want no damn TV. What put a TV in my apartment?
2: Well, I'll be wanting to no, watch like
1: stuff when I come best, over. Best,
0: oh, well, best, you can best, have best, a TV best, in Ron's house. And go downstairs to
1: Ron's. Wow, girl. Sexy, you got a big. Place, oh though. no, the Ryan, girls are fighting. Ron got yeah, like a whole. Ron a... got a whole sling. He gave me the sling
0: account. Good, so I you need watch it. Area first sight.
2: He need to give me the sling account. Let me talk to Ron. <laughs> oh, I can
0: I can I can pass you the credentials. Listen,
2: please, tonight,
1: because <laughs> I'll be on there tonight. <laughs> Sexy, you have a big place in New York.
0: But not nowhere to put a TV. Yes. She's
1: annoying.
2: She just where, don't want a TV. Where do I
0: right. put a TV at? In my
2: apartment. Your room. You could
1: definitely have a TV in Little, your room. beautiful brick walls you got. But
0: it's artwork on my manual. I'm not moving it.
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> Nick, where can I put a TV at?
2: If you got an actual like TV stand, you could put it anywhere you wanted to. You can
1: get those cheap anywhere. You, could, you
4: I know, got one, I'm one that I'm about that, to that sell. That wooden thing where, uh, what's the name food is that.
0: Isabel, House. Yeah. Oh, Isabel
2: flipped the TV over. She probably will. Yeah. Isabel is not the girl to mess with. <laughs> <is> no shot. <laughs> I don't play with her. They
0: keep their rules high. <laughs> he said, I just like what he do for me.
2: <laughs>
6: Ghetto.
5: <laughs>
2: she said... He said... Ha ah, ah, ha. Ah. He said, I just like what he do for me. I don't want your guy. He knows what it takes to keep the girls high.
0: <laughs>
2: Listen. Where's the collab at Santana? Need to see it. I would kill myself. I cannot deal with both of them at the same time. It's too
0: Still working on the Me while pussy popping with
2: your man in my I want Roland Ray to get on Instagram live with the Miss Mamas boy. Hey, Miss Mamas. Oh my god. Y'all <laughs> <That laughs> are crazy. He was like, he was like, what did you call me? He was like, Miss Mamas. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't
5: even
0: know what that oh, is. Oh, I
2: cannot wait to show you Miss Mamas. Huh. Anyway, we're here for a reason. Yeah. Here for a good time, not a long time.
0: You know, I don't I <laughs> know. I don't know. <laughs> yes, it is. Drake, not here for a long time, you're Oh, here. I'm obsessed I,
2: with him. I am! I aged out. Wow, Ooh. I didn't. I'm the perfect age. Yeah. Perfect crime. Ah! <laughs> no, I, I didn't
1: age out of that. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right,
2: right. Yeah. So, on today's episode, we were literally supposed to not talk about nothing that we already talked about. <laughs> and the nooks and the crannies and the nuts and the bolts of the conversation was supposed to surround black press... Media and since we work in that industry to a certain extent, you know we have Anderson Street here, <laughs> um,
0: and us uh, the dolls,
2: and us the dolls. <laughs> uh, and I also work in PR. We just wanted to like shine a light on them when it comes to the ins and outs, and the good, the bad, and the ugly of press when it comes to blacks in the industry. So the light up and the sights are kind of tethered. This episode. So,
1: Well, we touched on that. Yeah, and and,
2: and they'll deal regardless. So, I mean, cope and adjust as well. But I know we (laughs) bonded in the group chat over our newfound love for Jason Lee, which hit me like a ray of sun and burned me through my darkest nights. I don't really (laughs) understand why I even found one redeemable quality about him. Right. But here we are. Yeah. His
0: vibe is like predatory gay, but he's not messy on the on when he interviews people. And I think that we miss People not being messy, yeah. because like a lot of artists, like you've learned so much about people on his show. Yeah, you right. do. You know, and I enjoy that because mm. like with Breakfast Club, it's like you learn about a, a lot of mess. Yeah, right. but you don't learn about the actual person.
2: Like I loved Andrew with and Sweetie
0: Sawati. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sweetie. I she looked good. Love her and they, and she was so lovable and she was fun. And they She's a her sweet really girl. Questions and like. You know, I loved the interview with Kay, they did with Cash Dial, and I like, had Cash Dial mm. talking a lot about, you know, her, her situation with Kim, but they didn't, they weren't messy about it. Right. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Because Jason Lee was, like, a reality star person, so mess is their bread and butter. Yeah, right.
2: and his caricature on Love & Hip Hop comes across very messy. Right. So, yeah. to see him at work and then not give what I thought it was going to give. The giving gave out, so it was like, "Oh, okay, you actually do what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. at work," and then just like learn about his relationships with certain people that I respect. And then she's like, "He's randomly really close to Queen Latifah, really? and I love yeah." He was call her Dana, but I thought it was like fake. You
0: know, no, like you know, how we all pretend we know these
2: people. Fair, yeah. but apparently she kind of coached him into oh, wow. what some of the stuff that he's doing right now, and like they met randomly, like him being a fan, and it just turned into something else. So. I respect
5: him. Mm-hmm. Well, I know,
2: I know. Ray is probably over me for saying that, but it's a thing.
1: I like, I like him. One, he has the perfect, guy, you know, co-host. Like Melissa Ford is amazing at mm-hmm. interviewing. She asks the perfect questions at the perfect time which, you know, sometimes he go, goes all over the place mm-hmm. and she brings the conversation back. Is, like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is so amazing. Um, and I don't really, shout outs to, you know, DJ Damage. He's from Philly. Hey. He's like in the middle somewhere between those two. Um, but I think it's a really good show. The The diverse guests that he's able to pull mm-hmm. and then have intelligent conversations with them. is pretty admirable. Yeah. Because, I mean, you wouldn't expect... Not to be, you know, judgy. But you really wouldn't expect, you know, intelligent conversations to be happening with the majority of his guys. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're young. They're reality stars. But I'm like, oh, actually, like, there's some substance behind all of this. Which I
2: think maybe... Like, an undercover goal of his to right. highlight the fact that that is something right. that exists. Because you wouldn't ever think that. Like, we didn't think it about him. So, right. I think he's doing that purposefully. And it's kind of genius.
1: It's genius. Listen, we never, I mean, we kind of could tell that there was some issues within that khalees Nas relationship. Oh. He blew it out the
2: water.
0: But right.
1: it, was, it still wasn't messy. It wasn't,
2: it messy, wasn't messy It wasn't messy. I appreciated that because, like, I think that I said this on this cast before. I knew about that a long time ago. Because my homegirl was working at um, as a marketing assistant at Def Jam when Khalees and Nas were breaking up. And I was told that she would just come in the office black and blue.
3: And oh. I was like,
2: oh, so that's what's going on. And, like, of course, we couldn't say nothing in, like, the code or whatever. But I'm glad that it's finally out because people still kind of bow down to Nas in a certain way. And after I found that out, I was just like, you look good, Bye bye
0: Listen, and the fact that he still has that um, relationship with Hennessy is crazy because, like, his rage is literally fueled by Hennessy. Right. So, like, you know, because she was saying in interview, like, he would get wasted, he would come home, and then it would just be, like, they just be squabbling, mm-hmm. like, you know? And so, in knowing that and Hennessy not dropping him was crazy.
1: People will protect what... But- so yeah, it, that is you touched on that earlier business. with the that R. Kelly is, shit. They will fight tooth and nail for anything that raises raises what well, that will the give them, a, give them the dollars. dollars. Absolutely.
2: When you have the dollars, <laughs> I hate it.
1: Yeah, but you know, just the like the black press right now. One, I mean, they're they're just not enough outlets, mm-hmm. and there's not enough well respected outlets. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier, where people are building these platforms just to promote themselves, when it's not about something. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, media has become the circle jerk of all these random people just trying to flex and say that I got the biggest Mm you-know-what. And nobody really gives a damn. So, what people really want to know is how to find music. How to... You know, who are these actors? Who are these movies um, that we need to watch? And, you know, journalism has become, like, if you write one popping ass think piece, you're a journalist. I hate that. It's the worst. And it's like, well, that's why these artists, and I mean, I hate when, like, the black media outlets get shunned and stuff. But a lot of them, come on, y'all, y'all actually don't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I won't. I may not want my client to talk to you either mm-hmm. if you're not really gonna be on some some real shit. Like Maybe. I, they first of all them being in these places probably isn't free. So then you're gonna talk. We're gonna talk, and then you are gonna talk about some random shit. No, like, what white actor
0: can come to the cookout? Like that's the kind right. of something like the black outlets be doing. And
1: it's like it's corny, like. Ask them what movie they about to be but coming out. Yeah. Ask them something else. Like, you know. And then there's also this thing of there's no investigation happening mm-hmm. within these, like, media outlets. Like, I I really want to support Black Enterprise. But with each email, I'm like, is this Essence? Or is this, like, media takeout? Or is this a business outlet? Shit. It's, wow. It's bad. Like, it's. Each Earl Grey's got, going
0: out outside
1: Listen the last one I got 50 Cent is doing this Why the fuck should I care This is supposed to be about black wealth And like are these people actually helping us Raise money and like You know build some right, shit Right yeah. build some shit break us out of poverty Where most of us are like mm-hmm. really And that's like that's the issue We're in this we need more People talking about real shit And not being afraid To do so and we need the advertising dollars to support it all. Right. And it's not just the people who are popular and they got blue checks and the follower, follower amount.
2: People love that follower count. It's Less more time. to it than that, too, because I think we have that whole white savior complex. It matters yeah. here, too, because, say, at my job, for instance, people that's not black don't know nothing about black shit. And it's, right. like, i you would think that, like, everybody knows everything. And, like, if the information is out there, mm-hmm. there is not a care or a sensitivity to anything that deals with black things outside of black people. Right. I had to link companies with black outlets throughout my career because they just didn't know yeah. that they existed. And I'm just, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you got to know what vibe and BET is. Mm-hmm. And niggas just don't know. They like, don't know. people who are not black don't know about that stuff. On Moss. Mm -hmm. So being a conduit between business and brand and sometimes business and personality, it just goes to show if we don't do nothing, then it's not going to get done. And we be so busy worried about letting white outlets green light black shit Mm -hmm. that we don't purvey the spaces that we have made for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I just be like this doesn't make any sense and y'all now want the black people to come to the black outlets but y'all not going to ask them the hard-headed questions y'all not going to take them to task y'all not going to challenge them mm-hmm. like it's no I don't know it's just a sad state of affairs.
1: And you're not going to go beyond what's expected. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. Why aren't we talking about Brittany Howard and all of these amazing non-hip-hop non-R&B artists that are doing amazing shit Mm -hmm. and selling out. Since we talk about Black people not, you know, not, you know, (laughs) suffering and not being, not, you know, being so maligned by the industry, please. There are people eating (laughs) and it's just that the, the platforms aren't supporting them. Yeah.
0: And to the point of Brittany Howard, so Evan brought that up because I know I always reference that I'm blocked by Essence on Twitter and the reason why I'm blocked by Essence is because I tweeted them and I like tweeted it more than once because I wanted answers. I was like, Britney Howard had won all those Grammys with. They basically swept the rock categories Mm -hmm. um, at the Grammys. It might have been like 2016, 2017. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure the exact year. And that whole. All those months following, Britney Howard did not get an Essence cover. Right. And that really pissed me off because I'm like, we're talking so much about issues with the Grammys, right? You're talking so much about. Um, black women have representation in music. Y'all are talking so much about black people not being a monolith. And, like, Britney falls into all those categories. Easily. And yet, she can't get a quarter page, in essence. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, y'all want white people to acknowledge us so much, so we're not even acknowledging each other. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, but when was the last good cover you saw on any of the magazines that we supposed to be upholding right now? We talked a whole bunch of shit about SZA, Megan Thee Stallion, and Normani. There's that cover with, uh... I don't really know sports like that, but Russell Westbrook, and they supposed to be, like, recreating the Stankonia cover, Mm -hmm. and it looks bad on GQ. It's like, covers be bad. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, that's also because um, quality of, like, artistic output is very different now. Like, when they were showing the the women in music covers from the nineties to two thousands, it was a very stark difference. Yeah, you know i saying. So like, creative output is very different these days. Like, I think rigor no longer exists really in in arts in mm-hmm. arts and culture because to y'all point about black media, like where is the research? Where is the rigor behind like these? It, like you read these articles, you don't learn anything new about an artist. You don't, like, they don't connect any dots. They don't make any through lines. It's just, it's no rigor. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think when that happens, not only are you failing like the audience, but you're feeling the artist, too. Yeah. Because the artist is coming to you for press. Like, you are getting, you're supposed to be bolstering, like, their platform and if we read every article and say the same exact shit we're not gonna care no more yeah. and we're not gonna click anymore because we know we're not gonna learn anything new except for whatever little clickbait thing is that you put for your tweet right you know? the, out-
2: the outlets have gotten very very lazy yeah and you can see lazy. it on the back end
0: super lazy and the other thing also outside of just um these like journalists and writers not like being, being rigorous in their work also, a lot qualified. of content these days is sponsored content. Yeah. And so labels are paying for a lot of mm-hmm. press as well. And a lot of, like, write-ups and mentions and all that. And so also a lot of things are, like, biased because they're being paid to say them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how much, like, vibe? If Vibe said an album was five mics or whatever, that shit was five mics. Now you buy your five mics, mm-hmm. and so it's hard for us to decipher what really is lit and what's not because so much stuff now is sponsored content.
1: And I just remember Nicki Minaj, which is why, like my a my least person. right, she's a crazy person, but the most ridiculous thing she said was pretty much when she exposed how fake this media industry is when she would say about what she, when she would talk about the outlets. Look, low key bashing her, mm-hmm. but kind of saying that she had like arrangements with all of them. Like when she would talk about not getting those BET awards, and then the underneath of it all, you know, she mm-hmm. had like arrangement with BET to support her. That's really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you gotta, like, we, we have to, you know, and I'm all for, you know, I understand why we can't be transparent because if we really start talking about how. All these like financial relationships between artists and outlets—it will literally blow any. It will crumble the industry. It will crumble the industry much more than it already has. Yeah, but because green is the main color, right? For sure, of course. But you know, these outlets have to gain some of their power back.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: and I mean the starting with like local newspapers. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's the, the biggest piece. Like, most local newspapers don't even cover arts and entertainment anymore. At all. Or if it does, it's, it's some weird shit that's just, you know... Cater to
2: no specific audience right, at all. Right, Like, like they're just throwing it in there because they
1: have to. Right. It's, it's not a well-curated piece where it used to be or had to be 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So, it's like... And it's hard, because you you do public relations, and so do I. It's like, we now have to tell our clients, it's still great for you to be in the Enquirer or the Washington Post when they're like, It's not going to get me any more sales.
2: My most recent client, I had to fight to get USA Today on our Mm plan. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, why don't you see the value in USA Today? They're the most middle of the road and neutral when it comes to politics. And my client is a government client. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, if you don't want to look like you stand on any side, Mm -hmm. why don't you understand the importance of being under a trusted and respected pillar in the community? in multiple communities because right. USA Today has a national to local grand scale. I'm right. not a salesperson. I don't even work there no more. Let me shut up. Right. But <laughs> it just made sense and I had to kind of fight for everybody that's on our plan now because
1: people are dumb. But it's like... We're, we're, and that's not even music related. So right. like
2: that means that media in general, in general is
1: just taking a step back that it shouldn't be. Listen, we can't even get real shit covered. Right. right. So why right. We, I mean, and you know, in my day job, I work in the HIV/AIDS space. Like, it's it's still a crisis as the HIV epidemic is. It's hard as hell <laughs> to pitch the pitch a HIV story, and it's not because the story isn't grave enough. It's because who the hell am I going to pitch it to, mm-hmm. and who who do I trust to actually give it the justice mm-hmm. that it needs? I
2: mean, well, you know, the gays think that prep is the cure all for
1: so. Well, right, (laughs) but the thing is, but the thing with with prep, there was, there's still. I didn't want
2: to turn the episode into a Noah's Ark, you know. Right, but.
1: But the thing, the, the, the thing with PrEP... I didn't lie. Right. But, you know, the thing is, people still don't know that PrEP exists. Right. And that it could be used for them. In addition. In addition to, yeah. to, to you know, using a condom or whatever, other, you know, for He, all, he to do all the things.
0: Right. All of it. Not just, Not
1: just one. Right. Because, you know... <laughs> Nasty. You can still contract other diseases while using PrEP, which yeah. is, has been a thing, you know? But, and there's been cases where it didn't work. Right. Right. But it's it's, I mean it's. My job was like was one of the first in Philly to implement it, and it is a very safe, um, very safe drug, um. But I mean, just like to go back to, there's nobody covering that, <laughs> right. and that's like way more important
2: than what Beyonce wore the other day. Right. So it's even harder to get the proper coverage Mm -hmm. behind stuff like that, which is like the fun and exciting. Like we've all worked in entertainment to a certain extent. Like that is kind of what drives us in this business. So it's just like, we can't even get a foundation of that part. Right. So why would they even look to the stuff that we think is extracurricular and fun? Right. And I
0: think something you said, Evan is really important. You were like that. Your job doesn't trust outlets to do like the proper coverage, and yeah. I think that people are very wary of the press now. Like, yeah. look at Beyonce.
2: She don't talk to nobody. Rihanna's starting to do the same thing.
1: She doesn't have to. <laughs> Remember
0: Nicki Minaj when she told to that interview, and the 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 journalist says I'm crazy, and Nicki was like, "Goodbye, it's been real. I'm right. out."
5: Mm-hmm. And
0: that and that lady got no fucking story. Right. Like people don't trust the press anymore either because. Y'all are always trying to sensationalize. You got to get these clicks, right? So you got to dig for the crazy shit. And it's like, when Nicki when went out to the breakfast club, she was like, y'all just came up here to talk about other shit. I want to talk about my fucking album. Not, not Nicki, K. Michelle. Yeah, K. Michelle. She shell. was like, I want to talk about my album. We, and she kept saying, let's talk about my album. But like, Outlet's to pivot it to like, who you messing with now? How you feeling about you just up and getting married? Da, 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 da. And it's like, yo.
2: That's not what I'm here for. And that's not important to anyone. That's my business. I know that we've been kind of fed the idea that we're supposed to know these people. But there used to be a time where we didn't know shit about celebrities. And we just upheld them because they were celebrities. So now that things are so accessible and you can literally click into somebody's life, we are the world is kinda of skewed in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And it's like that kinda of also hurts the art itself because mm-hmm. we're not getting the good part when they come when they come to these big outlets. We're getting like mm-hmm. the fluff. Mm-hmm.
0: And also artists are becoming their own press people, right? Like, I don't need to pay attention to no press. All I gotta do is get on their Instagram. Yeah.
1: Here.
0: Because like if I, I, I left it up you're doing. to the press, you have no clue what to me, it was up to. Right.
1: right. Right? Yeah. I
0: go to her Instagram on and she know, Oh my about to go on tour. Oh she her and her and Graham, playing the piano and singing. Like and they and like artists now are have to do their own like legwork.
2: But that goes back to what we were talking about before the break when we were saying there's a lot of onus on the consumer now. Because we would have to nobody who is not necessarily checking for a Tamia album is going to her Instagram. Right. So if you want to know about something and you like an artist, you now have to do that extra spy work and reconnaissance Mm -hmm. on their life just to see if they even going to be close to you when that's literally the press's job. Right. So it's like, why are y'all not doing that? Mm -hmm. And when you are doing it, why are you doing it in a way that kind of deters the artist from you?
0: And another thing that's so crazy, somebody was talking about the other day. Is the blog era is gone because that which was is the, so weird. That was the last stop where you're like, you know stop. what? Because like I think the blog era kind of killed traditional press. It did because yeah. we're like, oh, I don't gotta wait for B T to catch up, which is something I wanna go to after this mm-hmm. because two dope boys is already gonna post the new track by such and such and such, such. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I miss the
2: days of concrete loop. I miss the days Ooh, of wrap up so like. Uh yeah. shout out to Brian Patrick Davis. Hey, shout out to Angel.
1: Angel. Oh my gosh. Huh. You know, Legends. So when, mm-hmm. And
0: and and if you got if you didn't get in at that exact time, your blog was not gonna pop.
1: Because like,
0: right. it was a very specific window that you had to get in. Even if you had a blog during the time when blogs were still big, if you weren't in when all those sites came out, it was a wrap for you. Like you were just not gonna make it. You know, and so now that the blog era is over, where we really going to? Because a lot of those bloggers are doing other things that have nothing to do with music. They're like,
2: or they like got into music so deep that they're on someone's camp now, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Or creating their own,
0: right? Um, but but the little nugget I had put in was about when I said BT catching up, and so another thing I think that has happened, I would say maybe around. It was like maybe in the twenty tens, maybe a decade ago, five years ago, Black Press no was no longer in the hands of cool kids. Mm-hmm. It became more of a like corporate space. Mm-hmm. And so that brought in a different type of uh, Audience. people. No, no, people that were that are staffed at these places. Mm-hmm. And so like if you were to look at who was that vibe in the 90s, and who was at the last iteration of Vibe, it's not the same kind no, of person. No, it's not. If you look at who was at Essence in the 70s, 80s, 90s with Susan and them, that's not who's there now. And it's no shade, but the ship, they're not yeah. cool. And the new it's, people
2: didn't reset the culture. They kind of made it stagnant. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It's
2: very much so. Everything halted, and that's why we are so stuck where we are. I don't want to say as black people, but as black people
0: <laughs> i think like culture creators, right because like if if the people that are now in place all right oh, so let me rewind it black press in terms of music arts and culture were very much like rogue people that are yeah. very mm-hmm. much like on the outside of like traditional mainstream blackness traditional mainstream just culture Mm -hmm. they were fringe workers they were on the
2: fringe and the cusp of everything that was happening at the time and i don't think that those people are i don't think that the new people that are like that are secure enough to take the license like they should but
0: they're also not given the opportunity because i think about it like back then you didn't have to have a fucking college degree to work at a fucking magazine no you just had to know somebody that worked there or you just was Assault, like assaulting them and sending mm-hmm. your shit. But right now it's like you gotta, you gotta have your your degree in journalism. You gotta have.
2: Everybody. That is the part about it that irritates me because the rules stand out more than the actual work, and that irritates my soul because. Yes, I work in media. Yes, I have a college degree. But I started working at Complex because I knew Keysandra Henderson. It had nothing to do oh. with the, it. had nothing to do with the fact that I was graduating from Clark Atlanta University. They didn't care about that. Mm. My interview consisted of my knowledge of what I was doing in the space and what my interests were. If I wouldn't have known her, I would not be working in the field I work today. That's it. I owe. I told her I would get her my firstborn. Like mm-hmm. I owe my life to Keysandra. But, but you like people that- don't know that is even still a thing because we're told and fed, like oh well you really got to get this degree and i'm not taking but college you, but away but no but
0: you do muse like i don't like if you go and you look at job applications like are i work in the arts now right they then be like you got to have a phd and 6 years of experience to apply for they do do that job. they really do, and do that and it's like you can look at these 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 like writer jobs or these like marketing jobs or these whatever jobs at these like Press outlets and they really do be like you have to have a degree and they will throw your shit away. But the Unless loopholes you, are still there. Un- I'm not saying they're not, oh. but a lot of people aren't connected in that way mm-hmm. anymore. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like these twenty somethings, they don't got mentors and shit like that. No, like how we did. Like we came up in the era of mentors and people looking out. When you ask like these young people, these twenty somethings, like, who even saying like, oh, no one reaches out to us or I sent emails, no one responded. Like it's not that same kind of relationship. Yeah, and that's on
1: us though a little yeah yeah we, yep. we have to do what was done for us for us exactly and i mean i think you know i i i take it I always take it back to us you know graduating around the time of the recession mm-hmm. and us a lot of us graduating with no one cuz i when i graduated there was no fucking body mm-hmm. um the people were not hiring they were no. like
2: my time at complex was technically an internship and it was like We'll pay for your transportation to and from. That was it. I had four jobs when I lived in New York. And people be like, oh my God, why did you move away? Because I was struggling. Are you crazy? I worked at Urban Outfitters on 82nd and Third. I was working at a boys and girls club with Lindsay Smith. I had my internship at Complex Magazine. And I was an extra on the set of every HBO show that came out that year. How to how to make it in America. Like it was given like, oh the boy with the hair. Like I was like a sag after joint. Like, that's not no money. I need to go the fuck where the money is. So I had to like Find a path to get into media the way that I wanted to be in. And it's not even nobody helping niggas like me no more. So I'm just like, that is strange. And y'all still expect to be able to
1: find out when my next concert is?
5: You're
2: not even doing that. Like, what? That, that, Listen,
1: there's a before steps you got to take. Yeah. I start How I started my official like PR career was I lost my first job out of college. It was a horrible experience anyway. Use the government's dime. Love it. Yeah. I was Milk the girls. And then at that time, you could be on, on unemployment for like three years. But I used that time to build the quote unquote PR portfolio that I was supposed to have. Because I realized, okay, yes, I need to be able to construct some words and put them together in a creative way. Right. But shit, you're not going to do it damn thing unless you don't unless you do not know everybody who works in this space mm-hmm. so for two years I just tried sending out press releases and then also meeting all these people that I was sending them out to so it was a moment like six months into me Evan Burton the PR person where people were like oh yeah you are at everything <laughs> and I'm like well shit yeah but also at this event that I need you to you know put in your paper mm-hmm. and it would actually happen and, I mean, I don't know if if the people, the generation behind us has that hustle, or they weren't taught that type of hustle. I, I can't think, figure out I which one. I think it's one. both. It is a mix. Mm. It's a I mix. Think it's,
2: both. it's weird because you made a good point about us having mentors and stuff like that. I don't know whether it was just my experience in college, but I did always think that it was important for me to have someone above me or around me in the space that I wanted to be in that could connect me mm-hmm. with people like I remember in college being about to graduate and just having sidebar conversations with people that a professor introduced me to because I had long hair and I didn't want to cut it <laughs> like literally mm-hmm. how do I navigate through corporate America or a subsidiary of it because I don't really work in corporate America mm-hmm. but I have big tattoos piercings hair I'm not changing none of that yeah, yeah. This is real and these are real. Don't get on my nerves. (laughs) But like, I don't, I don't know what's happening in schools or in families or in like life or in media or in the industry anymore where those are not things that happen. Like I said, if it wasn't for my quote unquote connections, the client that I'm working on right now wouldn't have even been able to be at a BET or at a complex or even a USA today, and that's not good when a lot of us, we get these jobs out of school or we get into these careers and we move up and we are still kind of peppered in. We're the only black people in our space. And then they look to us to handle all of the black shit. It's just like, that's not how any race works. Mm -hmm. So like, (laughs) what are you talking about?
1: We have to redo our house. (laughs) Like, no, we really do. Like, we have to rebuild it because it's... Right now, we're just knock. It's like, we're Nelly, let me in, duh, let me in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's, like... That was cool in 2000, but, like, we're still trying to knock down a door that they don't want to open. Mm-hmm. So, do what we did in the fucking 60s and 70s to build our own shit. Yeah. And we need that innovation again, and mm-hmm. we, we need... We need people with ideas, um, which is why I I really fuck with Jason Lee. Exactly, you know. And I, again, I really did not want to. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even by choice, right? But he he built something, and I used to be the type of person, oh man! But it's not for me. That means so I don't really want to fuck with it. Or I don't, but no, 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 no. That person used their resources, found the money. To implement something. Mm-hmm. That needs to be in Black Enterprise. That needs to be. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Cherished. Agreed. More than anything else.
0: But I think that also goes to the point of. We want Black success to look a certain way. Right. In a very particular way. Because. I also in that same tweet. I About Britney. I said. Why hasn't Tyler the creator been in Black. On the cover of Black Enterprise. hmm Because he Tyler. He festival. And he like, started
2: his festival. He was like
0: twenty. Two years old. Like yeah. a child. He has his own festival. He had his own TV show on um, Adult Swim. Yeah, mm-hmm. multiple shows. He had two shows on it. Yeah, and there.
2: they were like the music curators for the entire segment of Cartoon Network. Right. They had a relationship with the Atlanta office. right? And, it just, and they like are not even like Atlanta rappers or anything like that. Right. So that was radical for them to even barter that negotiation. It's just crazy like He's a crazy. Like
0: he has his own fashion line that mm-hmm. does well. You know what I'm saying? And he's also a musician. And white people eat it up. Eat that's it what I was up. about to say. Too. And it's just it's... like when you think about to me who is it, who are some amazing black entrepreneurs, Tyler is going to be at the yeah. top of my list. Yeah. Like,
5: mm-hmm. Especially like, for these new kills. niggas. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like Tyler fucking kills, but like because that's not what black success and black looks look like. like to us. Well, not us, as in, like, people at large on masse, he's never gonna get his flowers, but you know why that, like, can't happen is because there's no diversity amongst the black staff. Right. And I don't because like that. if everybody, this is no shame, but if everybody on the staff at Black Enterprise all got their fucking MBAs at Yale and Harvard, they have no idea who, who Tyler, the creator, is. And so if they have no idea who Tyler creator is, they mm-hmm. can't speak to, like, the work that they able to do. And it's like, we talk so much about white outlets not having the range. None of these black outlets have the range either. Yeah. yeah. Because there's yeah. so many, y'all have so many blind spots. And so when we think about diversity and inclusion, that's not just meaning get more black people on staff. That means diversify the type of people in general you have on your staff. Exactly. I literally because made that exact point. we all I mean. have different, like, blind spots, right? And, like, if you get enough people on your team, we can fill in those gaps for mm-hmm. each other. And so, you want to be the voice of black culture, but y'all are leaving out so much because your whole staff is all the same kind of person. A fucking girl with twist out that go to Curl Fest. Like, that can't be (laughs) your whole fucking staff. That can't be your staff. I got... It's no shade, but no. y'all know what I'm talking about. Those like that, that aesthetic, that is the black girl that's allowed to speak for us. Yeah, I
2: thought that I was going to turn people on my head in her, the room when I said that. Huh? I, I said that at a panel for Black History Month last week. Literally this exact I point. I'm
0: it didn't.
2: There's no like, recorded version for us to go. It, was a, it was a live stream. I know, but was at see, work. Oh, no, it's fine. I'll figure out a way it. to like bring it to your attention. Yeah. <laughs> but I they, they brought up that, how we can how we can better that whole situation in the workplace. And I was just like, well, as of right now in media, it seems that the people that are getting their ideas pushed to the forefront are people that don't even really have the black experience under their belt. There are people who didn't really grow up in black neighborhoods. I think I make this point on this podcast a lot. The people that are in high positions enough to tell us what culture is are not really part of the culture. So it's just like they're dictating what's cool and what's in and what's fun and what's hip and what we should be doing when they didn't even grow up around other black people to know what black people like. And don't even
0: uh, be around us now. Exactly. And if they are they're around others. Similarly, siloed black people. Like
2: you said, crowfest girls. So it's no, just I don't like...
0: think crowfest girls don't have a black. History. I think I think that's two different people. What I mean by crowfest girls are like the black girls who like are obsessed with Beyonce. Beyonce is their like queen of everything. They like you which is know,
2: nothing wrong with that to me.
0: It's nothing wrong, but but that's like their only. That's like the only thing they listen to in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they listen to Ari Lennox now because Ari talked about had four A as in, like the name of her songs, right? But like they don't they don't go outside mm-hmm. because yeah. their whole world is I'm watching twist out videos on YouTube, I'm at Muslove Beards parties, I'm at Sixty Dollar Brunch and Beyonce. I
2: really wanna stop.
0: But that but this. that is a very particular archetype and that
2: <laughs> Oh no no no. I definitely go to sixty dollar brunch, but it's a late industry. But yeah. like you know,
0: but since y'all like party brunch so y'all in club dresses and stuff, I just but, don't want
2: you swag surfing in my eggs ever again. But
0: that's what I'm saying. But like that, that's what I mean by Curl fest girls. Mm-hmm. I don't, because girls that go to crow fest aren't girls that grew up in white neighborhoods. That's the, those are two those very are different very girls. Different, and I think who you're talking about, who who we refer to as a young white acting, right? And come and, on, young wah. And the curl, <laughs> and the curl fest girls are who is in charge of media, who's telling our story. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And neither one of these people go outside. <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying? True. So mm-hmm. it's and, easy
2: for other people to feel like black is a monolith because they only have the perspective of like two different types of black mm-hmm. people. And
0: if you're alternative, you get siloed to Afropunk, right?
2: Which like is not a, really even for Punk everybody.
0: Afropunk has oh, now ha- yeah. become mainstream black, right? Mm-hmm. Because now Afropunk caters to Young white actings who didn't even whatever. It's a lie. And they cater to the Curl fest brunch girls, and it doesn't even cater to actually like punk people because now you have to open a door for this particular mainstream black version of blackness. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if we can just go back to to being more radical and being actually diverse and inclusive, I think that we'll have a stronger black press base. But if we are okay with the main the with mainstream, we're okay with what's expected. Mm-hmm. If we're okay with staying within these lines, because that is what our dot like our advertising dollars are paying for X Y Z, or the sponsor content is paying for X Y Z, then we're going to be in the same loop that we're in.
1: You that's know. Weird. Well, I mean, I think the the outlet right now that's taking a risk in terms of Black Press is is. It's, even though that's what know. I was gonna ask next, yeah. I was gonna say
2: out of the different spaces that we are a lot of and the people that we do know, is there anybody aside from Jason Lee yeah. that is doing it right? Because no, no I mean, essence, we have like for sure. the root, the grío, the no, cut, none no, of those I'm people. No. Those. Wow. But I Essence,
0: the last like year or so, like I opened up an essence I, like when Charlie had us doing um, vision boards here. <laughs> And I I opened it and they had all these black arts girls mm-hmm. and really? like Kimberly Drew and
1: yeah, like black women in the arts
0: future. and they would in essence. For like a decade
2: would not cover anybody like so, that. So, okay. Sidebar about Essence because I'm glad. I think mean,
0: Yola was in, was in one of the. That's
2: everything. And they would
0: have never covered a black country artist in Essence.
2: But with- the people who actually work in media at Essence need to do a better job about getting the word out about that stuff. Because if right. they are actually doing it, that's not what they're sending to companies that are looking for proposals. Mm. Because as a company that needed a proposal on my side for my day job, I didn't choose to work with Essence because they didn't give me anything as impactful as mm. I thought they And it's just like if I'm responsible as the black cool guy at work Mm -hmm. to be the voice for all the black shit and like there's this client that don't know nothing. If I'm now responsible for the output of black media for my company, I need people who are already purveying in the space to help me out. It's like you can't I can't reach out to you and be like, Hey, I'm doing this cool project with this client, it's be really beneficial, we have this amount of money. You can't just give me from a digital perspective, just banners. You need to like, Mm -hmm. try to at least think in your think boxes and y'all have creative teams, y'all have studios of people that should know what they're doing where they can like, at least provide some type of activation that is going to assist in blackness. Yeah. Not like, like I said earlier, just leave it stagnant in the place that it's in because, In the 90s and earlier times, um, like early 2000s, we were pushing culture. And now culture is being pushed on us. And I don't Mm, like that.
0: I don't like that either. Um, But in terms of people you think are doing like press well or covering black culture well, black music well. um, I think like the rated Mm -hmm. R&B does a good job. They're still a blog, but I think now everyone's just kind of following their Instagram Mm -hmm. or their Twitter. I think they do a really good job. Um, Soul Bounce has been for some Soul, Soul Bounce is good. Mm-hmm.
1: Shout outs to Kim. Hoya Sox said she went to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kim's been doing it for years. I think she's like one of the innovators in that space. Um, I mean, you know, the thing, and I always big up Essence as a, because I used to never big them up. Mm-hmm. Don't block me either um (laughs) (laughs) apparently they block happy right but like come on like we knew who the five people who were going to be on the damn covers Mm. beyonce mary j blige alicia keys queen Queen (laughs) latifah with a ponytail with them slick back edges and maybe with a hat on top (laughs) she would give us a cute little derby or something um, and then what Taraji P. Henson, mm-hmm. and that's a maybe mm-hmm. like come on. And, and, and the people
2: don't that... get covered. I was telling y'all early, the covers are
1: bad, but it shows us that has Regina Hall only... ever had an Essence cover? And, yeah, so okay. it was a group one, yeah, oh, okay. she's done, she done
0: group one, not solo. Oh, okay. But
1: it shows black people that there's only five popping folks, mm-hmm. and that's how we talk now you gotta be you ain't Taraji you ain't Beyonce you ain't one of these five people who are on every fucking thing but let's be real because you're in the space it's all part of a marketing campaign anyway (laughs) exactly and they're movie or whatever project had enough money to To
2: pay to get this person on that cover Mm -hmm. so that they can also push the fact that they're working with them but they have this coming out right i I understand like i'm all about a dollar my savings listen i like it right but there also has to be some respect and some sensitivity to the other people around you that don't have anything to do with that like yes it's a business but if you are a magazine, a newspaper, a outlet of any sort. Your job deals with the people more than the money. Right. So you're not benefiting the people because you're so focused on the money.
1: Or, you know, one of my favorite classmates said this phrase once, and it changed my entire way of thinking. Um, because, you know, it was weird being in a nonprofit space in a business school. Mm-hmm. So... I'm always feel like I'm the Angela Davis in every conversation. <laughs> like I brought up mass incarceration last week when I was there, and I was they like, hate you. I was like, who the fuck have I become? <laughs> y'all know I don't talk Me. about shit. Right, that's all I talk about at work. Right, but it's like I don't really talk about this stuff. But like, if I gotta be the one to bring it up, so be it. But she said, and I'll never forget it. She said things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Mm. So it can be about the money and for the people at the same fucking time. Okay. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so simple, but like it can be about both. I swear to God, nobody will die if we do both. Like
2: media shouldn't be
1: taking cues from party promoters at this
2: point, right? Yeah, <laughs> the party is for the people, but we have a business behind it, right. and we're gonna tour this fucking party everywhere we go. No,
1: that's a show I wanted y'all should do because like that's <laughs> a whole whole another conversation, but because I mean, party promotions just a and very late, and everybody wants to do it for prestige reasons, and, and everybody's a, a scammer, right? Until there's some people in Philly, shout out to 6-8, they're doing some amazing shit. Mm-hmm. But like, it's really about providing their customers a good experience. Mm-hmm. That's what a business is. Exactly. And media, they don't think of themselves as a business anymore. It's like, they don't think about the reader. It's
2: a popularity contest. Yeah.
1: And it's like... Everything is high school. It's very high school, but at the end of the day, y'all all need our dollars. And y'all can should never and like, fucking forget it. Readership is down everywhere, y'all. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be. It doesn't Listen, have to be. Fader has readers, mm. and I mean, I don't like the new direction of Fader because it it, it went away from this. It, it's now turning into because I mean, alt is now popular. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as alternative anymore. Mm-hmm. I love them as an alternative a publication. Don't like them as this mainstream. Yeah. Now, like the tweets come off, oh, I, I have black people following me now. Right, I mean, but you know in my, mean? in my
2: mind, because I hang around a bunch of different types of black people, I know that we know what Fader is. I know right. a lot of people who still who don't, don't know, who know, know what Fader like, is. Yeah, like but it's crazy because
0: mm-hmm. Fader broke everybody that's popular to black people now. They Correct. did is everybody. Bad. They, they and did. And it's wild because Fader staff.
2: It's not black. <laughs>
0: Is black people there? But and has and and there's been times where the it's been a a, you know some in and out a lot of black people in and out but it's never been a black newsroom so it's like why are they break like I remember they covered um Fader Double Blockers they covered Scooter uh what's Scooter real name? Um, Grease Waylon
2: oh Kenneth Waylon
0: yeah they broke like his first album Mm -hmm. and I'm like. First of all, his music a, is good. I was like, first of all, you're yeah, a Waylon.
1: I've seen him live. Essence, the root,
0: really so. all of needs to be on your line. You are a Waylon. Like your family is famous. Why are why is the Fader breaking you and not why is why is Tink on the cover and of well, a Fader but not why you know what I mean? It's so weird. Like Fader breaks and well, broke everybody. Future.
2: That's that white saber that was complex. One of his first
0: mm-hmm. covers. I think it might have been his first cover was Fader. Mm-hmm.
2: And future's like, even though I think his music has digressed yeah. or like regressed, yeah. he's out of here. Like he's immensely famous and popular at this point. A terrible person. Even but. think about
0: how Black Press has done Rihanna.
2: And that's why Rihanna yeah. don't fool with y'all. Nope. Y'all lucky she came down to the NAACP and said, and Brad, tell your friends so to pull crazy. up. She And that's the thing. Everybody was going off about how so good her acceptance speech was. She was fucking reading y'all that yeah. entire time. That was a love letter to hatred for the industry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: because
0: remember, like, Rihanna's never performed at a, at a BET award, a NAACP uh, award. She ain't never got one. Like, Black That's princess, not her set. The black press is not giving Rihanna her life. I remember when um Bitch Better Had My Money came out. Steve Hill had her come and throw money around. Right. But that they was it. But they didn't have her on stage. Right.
2: They show her backstage being cute. They right. kept paying it to her in the audience because and she's fine as fuck. And the whole time she's like this. Bored out.
0: <laughs> black Girls Rock, right? She was invited to Black Girls Rock. It's like so after like her pinnacle. Yeah. And like, now y'all want to give Rihanna her flowers. And like people were on Twitter like... Oh, I wouldn't have thought be- Rihanna would have turned into this person. Rihanna's literally been the same thing this whole time. Like, y'all just see her as something that she's never... Rihanna makes the most depressing music. Like, if you listen to Rihanna's music, that shit is sad, yeah. bro. Like, Rihanna got, like, two good happy songs per album. The right. rest, Depressed- that shit is turmoil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all have this idea of Rihanna as, like, this play girl, pop girl, like, whatever... But, like, Rihanna has always been a very serious-minded person. Exactly. And she's always been... If you notice, Rihanna don't be hanging out with none of these fucking celebrities. She's She's not
2: friends with nobody but the people that she grew up with and been in her camp since the beginning began. And so... Us. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
0: She's not out here being frivolous and being crazy. And you never... There's never been any sensational stories about her being drunk and carried out the club. Like, Mm. Rihanna's always been very serious. And so, for y'all, people people to be on the internet being like... I, look at the growth Look at the This This is who Beyonce We thought Beyonce was gonna be If you would've watched Rihanna Like really watched her This was all inevitable
2: Beyonce and Rihanna Are the exact people That they're supposed to be right now yeah. And y'all just didn't watch them get there mm, That's really it. it That's really it If you were an actual fan And you paid attention To not only the musical growth But the personality growth And like them becoming women They are not doing anything off brand At all mm. Like, at all. I think that where Rihanna is right now makes a lot of sense because the internet has made it easy for people to like watch things that they wouldn't automatically see, Mm -hmm. but Rihanna is not, she didn't veer off her path at any point in her career, like she's literally been like this, she just kept, continued to get power in the industry because people revered her and she was respected and the music was bomb as shit, so (laughs) after that happened, she was able to like become a philanthropist and like have all of these causes and really do well in that space and that made other people like NAACP Black Girls Rock, like those companies look at her as something else aside from the black pop girl Mm because that's why y'all wasn't fucking with her at first because y'all thought that her music wasn't for us Mm -hmm. but if you would have paid attention the entire time you would have seen that this has always been who she is
1: Mm -hmm. I don't like it you know it was so weird with Rihanna and Beyonce but it's almost like a black female entertainer has to do the impossible in order to get the acclaim that's due to them, and that's
2: late, and it's very
1: late. And so and I gotta late. stop saying everything. No, late. but it's but it's but it's but it is. But it's, how can you expect these other entertainers to get any type of acclaim when you're, I guess, acknowledging people so late mm-hmm. <laughs> in the process. Like, I mean, Rihanna's been out, what, 15, 20 years, broke every goddamn record, and now we're seeing we're just seeing her as a superstar.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: It's insane. She was, like, on her fifth or sixth album before she
0: got a number one in America. That right. is crazy. Right, that is crazy.
1: I mean, she's still... She just really started selling out big venues with anti. You know what I mean? Like, she's not... She was not the... On this big elevated platform, as she really should have been, mm-hmm. um, and there's other people in that boat. I I, do. I mean, I, a lot
2: of people will be scared here.
1: A lot of people will
2: be scared here. <laughs> well, and I I mean, I'll name them.
1: I mean, well, you know, I think I think we have, from a media perspective, been very, very, very disrespectful to Brandy. Yes, bitch. And, and I mean, I think we there's Brandy there. From the... There's tons of actresses. I mean, I would would say there's more actresses than singers at this point. I
0: would say Jasmine.
1: Jasmine. I think
0: we, the people, uplift Jasmine. But media don't uplift Jasmine. Like, why the fuck is the B.T. guys singing on side stages? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. You're Jasmine
1: Sullivan. Well, you know, to, to kind of go back to Brandy. Yes, you know, Brandy has had her mishaps. But... We never talk about her, her accomplishments, which were
0: insane, unheard of. <laughs> unheard of. I don't
1: understand how we
2: have all of these music industry minds that no one but people like us and like fans have uplifted the fact that be like um, Brandy has really coached an entire generation of artists. Into the way that they sing right now. Yeah. she's vocal coached everybody that we listen to without mm. giving a class or getting a paycheck for it. Right, I don't understand. And not that.
0: even just that, Brandy also paved the paved the way for young black singers to be slashers. Yes, <laughs> because Brandy had her own fucking sitcom after being on Thea. Brandy had her own fucking Barbie. That was
2: big. She was the Huge. first entertainer girl of our time to have a Barbie.
0: She was a cover girl.
2: She was the one who opened mm-hmm. up the door for singers to do movies and that be the right. norm. Mm-hmm. It's really like at this point, right, if you want to be because famous, because she, she
0: had, she had, Cinderella, and then she had double platinum. platinum with Diana Ross. People were not doing that.
2: Like outside of Brandy, Beyonce, and J Lo, and look at where Beyonce and J Lo are. Mm-hmm. Brandy's the only other bitch that was doing that shit. Aaliyah, if she wouldn't have passed, because she was about to be out of here. Yeah. But, like, that is literally the norm for mega superstar right. girls. Mm-hmm. They have to do movies and now. Brandy- Cardi B is already doing movies. Yeah. And
0: Brandy mm-hmm. did that before Beyonce and J
2: Exactly. Right. And we didn't pay attention to it the way that we should have.
1: And we've allowed media to make this. To construct these image images of all of these like black women another person that comes to mind is Mariah Carey in a weird Mm -hmm. way like it took us what 20, 25 years to realize that she's a songwriter.
5: hmm
1: And that is crazy because <laughs> who
2: else is writing on the songs? Like, I mean, of course the people have had their input, but Mariah is known in the industry as being a good songwriter. every song
0: that comes, uh-huh. every, every word, every song, every word that comes out of her mouth, she wrote it herself. Right. We said
2: that, I think it was like literally last episode, we literally was going off about how good of a songwriter she is. Her and Faith
0: Evans. People don't know right. that Faith don't sing songs written by nobody but herself. Right.
2: And, and y'all love Mary J. Blige and Faith wrote some of that shit. Right.
1: But it's, you know, Hello. so so we need media to kind of serve as the protector of black culture because yeah. they just haven't been. Now we have Twitter, and sometimes it's like overkill when like with all these fan bot sites. It's like mm-hmm. Social media is overwhelming. Right. It'll check you for any little thing. But the good side is people are actually getting the credit that's due to them. Yeah. And if that was not happening before in terms of black culture mm-hmm. because we've allowed... Tons and tons of disrespect, mostly to our women. Um, I mean, I don't really, I can't really think of like a man. Uh, Usher. I was about to say maybe Usher. uh, Maybe Usher because I mean he should he should be
2: out of here! Like, the King of R&B conversation should not have even existed while Usher's still alive. I'm sorry. It shouldn't have. I get that it was, like, cute for the time, and it was a fun thing to talk about. We had a couple episodes where we mentioned it, but, like, have y'all listened to anything that Usher has ever sang? Are you crazy? And
1: he's never been off the charts. Right. The albums may not have been Confessions, but, again, that was a phenomenon. Right. You know, that was a thing that will never happen again. That was some Michael Jackson thriller type shit. Exactly, but let's be serious. He has, yeah. You know,
2: There's like, a hit or three on, on every album. Project, every one.
1: listen. The A project had some had some cute little songs on there. And I think that it was, I, love it, I honestly, P. Sign is a jam. P. Sign is a
2: jam. P. Sign is yeah. one of the songs yeah. That yeah. I actually really. I even like the you little birthday right. song. <laughs> but I think that Usher has done a really good job of consistency mm-hmm. in that realm because. I honestly think that that A project was him saying, all right, I'm going to do this because I know this is the type of music that y'all right. like, but the next time that I come out, I'm going to fuck y'all up. Right. I really think that whatever he's gearing up for with all of these showcases that he's doing and mm-hmm. putting new lyrics and old songs and stuff, I think that he's about to like hit us over the head. Right. And I'm ready. Like Even him getting that Prince tribute at the Grammy stuff mm-hmm. is... Like, y'all got to look at stuff like that. It's not for nothing.
1: Right, I mean, because the, the thing is, you know, we, have, we, we talk about well who's going to get the the lifetime achievement award at the B.E.T. awards in 2030 years there's a slew of people mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to actually stop calling them flops mm-hmm. and all types of shit mm-hmm. and you know that we again and that's that starts with media yeah mm-hmm. they go along with that shit too and somebody needs to say no
2: i think that <laughs> I had a sidebar conversation just about like gay messiness. Yeah. And I think that the one thing that Andre said here in that conversation is Niggas is always ready for the goop and the gag. Yeah. So, people are I going fall to... I out when
0: he says that. It's but it, it, it makes true. so much
2: sense. Like, the gag is better and more interesting than the truth sometimes. Mm. So, it's just like, if I could get a quick joke off or laugh, or I could, like, say something messy and it, like, spreads more, that is going to end up meaning more and mattering more than what the truth is. When the truth is, Jazz and Sullivan sing better than everybody else. Right. But y'all not going to give her her life because the media has not let her be as popular as she should be, even though Reality Show was the best album of the year that it came out.
1: What? But it was better 20, than 20, 20.
2: D'Angelo. So it's like... I
1: know, Sorry.
2: I mean, and at this point, we've said that two black women had a better album than D'Angelo. And I love... We,
0: we love Black, black Messiah. Messiah. Black Messiah was,
2: was a very good comeback. Yeah. But because it was a comeback, it got more play than mm-hmm. Seven. Yep. And it got more play yeah. than Reality Show. And mm-hmm. both of those albums were so better. better.
5: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And D'Angelo has been a moot point since Black Messiah. So it's just well, like... Well,
0: he wants to be a moot point. Uh, yeah. Like, he don't, he don't care. He don't want to no,
1: really he, be... He's like... In my mind, I mean, that I don't need to care either, though. Honestly, But they all need... I, what I love about D'Angelo, he he will... Y'all don't want to want this? No. kill Mm-mm. it. It's nasty, actually, now. <laughs> now. I need to drink the whole bottle. <laughs> you know, the thing with D'Angelo, he... He gives space to be creative. Mm-hmm. Well I'm really my big issue with black entertainment right now that it just lacks a certain freedom that I loved about mm. black music in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Like artists had permission to be to be free and to be creative and to give us a new sound and they weren't criticized for it. Mm-hmm. They to sell millions of albums. Sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. But the yeah. fact is, that they wasn't took the a goal. chance, right? Like you know, they did voodoo for the culture, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think mm-hmm. enough album. Maybe Solange, but
2: I don't think the that, second one. No, yeah. So, when I yes, get home, yes, that's Not the exact, second one. Yeah. But y'all
0: know what I mean. That's yeah.
2: exactly what I was talking about. Maybe when some, I get
0: home with that girl a and I it was,
2: was for the culture. Right. Way more so than the woke one, um, a seat at the table. Yeah. And which is pretty spelled
1: white people. <laughs> <laughs> Almost exclusively. Almost right. exclusively. Um, nobody black except for the features. Right. But and I don't
2: I don't think that I don't know. We just we put these things on these artists that like pigeonhole them yeah. and make them feel like that it has to be for something that it's not. We mm-hmm. like I don't think that a seat at the table was meant to be Wokety woke 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 oh I think that people did that to it. And she mm. was just being her normal black-ass self. Mm. Right. The bottom line is Beyonce and Solange come from a very black family. Yeah. Her mom used to do hair in their basement. That is black. <laughs> that is black <laughs> as fuck. So I'm just like, y'all pe- be putting these labels and these, like, these pillars on people and upholding them on these pedestals. And they just be chilling. So when... When I Get Home came out, and that was the one that was actually for the culture and innovative and able to push black people in a new space. Y'all was like, oh, it's just one long song. And like, but y'all been listening to Janae and her and SZA and all of these other girls. And Summer. And Summer. And it's just like, them four not making one long album, like, and I love all of those girls. Don't get me wrong, they sing. All the albums
0: together, they all sound
2: like one song. Spotify did it for me already. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and it
0: was not above three BPMs neither. Right,
2: so I'm just like (laughs) everybody is producing the same type of content and the one time that somebody is like radical in our space y'all are shunning it and nobody's covering it the way that they should and like yeah solange is gonna always get her little press or whatever but she made a lot of that on her own wasn't nobody on no damn black planet like they have to come out with these like sponsorships and things in conjunction with their albums. Like, Jay-Z did that with Magna Carta, Holy Grail, with the same suction because he thought he had to. Beyonce did that shit because she thought she had to. Like, everybody's doing that. Rihanna with that failed eight-room shit for anti. Yeah, she scrapped that, that so entire weird. thing. That's why Rihanna ain't come out yet because she doesn't want to do that again. She wants it to just be like, all right, the music is good and it's out. She mm-hmm. doesn't want to have to pair herself with a gimmick or mm-hmm. a way to feed the people media-wise because media is not doing their job. Right. That's sad that we put our artists in that situation. I'm this going many But many, I though. wanted
0: to say something about both, both of y'all were saying where it started with Evan. you were saying artists are having a freedom and you talking about how when Salon gave us When I Get Home and everybody gooped and gagged about it. Mm. But that's why we have Sierra making songs like Melanin. Right, because artists because artists are like, oh no! In order for people to give a fuck about what I'm, what I'm, what like me, I have to cater to what they like and what people like right now is melanin, and so I'm gonna, huh?
2: Oh no! I was just, I was just pissed,
0: and so that's how we get Esther Dean going through her her records and being like, oh, I had this old song that says melanin in it, and I'm gonna give it to Sierra. Sierra gets it. And then she adds all these other people to it because she thinks that's what she has to do. And that's sad because at one point to us and to music people, Sierra was really pushing like the sound of like black girl pop music yeah. forward. She was mm-hmm. the forefront for
2: black oh, wow. girl
0: music. You know what I'm saying?
2: And being paired with a person like Esther Dean, you would not expect "Melanin" to be the song that got right. Because Esther
0: Dean, that's Esther what even Dean hurts, got yeah.
2: music though. That's not
0: even Esther's twist, but you do. But these artists feel like they have to do. Like remember, I talk about it all the time. When music wanted to do that hustle thing, because he's like, yeah. "Oh, everybody to auto tune, alright, I'm gonna do one." And the music was actually good. People were like, "No, bring back the neo soul." You gotta do. so. And the, then he went back to do neo soul. He gave us a single album in 20, I think, 16. And then did a double album in 2017. Both got nominated for Grammys. Nobody fucking bought it. So it's just like, okay, so you want me to to not do this new thing that y'all are all listening to. Mm -hmm. So I give y'all the music y'all like, the music soul child sound y'all like, and Mm y'all don't fuck with that either. So, you know, what is the artist to do, right? Because the press covered everybody making fun of the hustle. Right. But the press didn't cover. The album. Feel the real. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though Miss Feel the Real got Grammys.
5: Right.
2: And
0: even though I Do was on the rec on on radio and doing numbers and charting. And a
2: song. They
0: didn't cover that at all. You know what I'm saying? Like Erica said that. Erica was like, y'all cover my, Rolling Stone covers my incense, but y'all not covering none of my albums. Yeah.
2: She said that. Go, go. She put it on her Instagram. I'm glad that she did that. Yeah. I'm glad that she did it. And I think that we need our artists to be more radical and speak up like that Mm -hmm. so that people will get the motherfucking picture like it's it's I don't know I shouldn't be upset because it's just been like this no, for so long No we should be upset. Right.
1: Now I was pissed cuz I mean shout out to my friends but when they were talking <laughs> about the when a lot of them were saying we they didn't fuck with the Solange album because it didn't Yo, I guess they just felt real motivated by "A Seat at the Table." I'm just like, what songs?
0: What songs of "A Seat at the Table" got the girls going? Because the ones they never say the right one. The answer is Junie, right? <laughs> and though none yeah. of y'all talk about Junie. That is the song. Is
1: she the is in
2: charge
0: song. of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's borderline in charge of the girls. Borderline yeah, is in
1: charge is of song. my girl. <laughs> and what like, was, Don't wish me well as much. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking. That was the one before the collage. Solange thought that, that, that she was Brandy on "Don't Wish You." Don't wait. Don't wish yeah. you a hot. That's a
0: slower one. But it's yeah. Yeah. slow, but
2: it's got like a little thump to it.
0: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Mm-hmm.
2: Brandy. That was it Nor- right there.
5: Wood. Yeah.
2: She mm-hmm. an awful I need to listen to
1: that before the night over. Yeah, that was the, the whole second half of the album was. This episode Perfect. is long, y'all. Y'all still listening? <laughs> 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 That's why they should never should have had me. Y'all. Sorry. I
2: mean, because we literally could talk about music all damn. Tried to y'all. break this up into like two
0: episodes. I'm yeah. not.
1: They gonna listen.
0: <laughs> but you know, I,
1: we've had an episode longer than this before. Oh. Uh, but you know, the, the thing was, like, I just felt like we were putting Solange in this prison of doing a woke. Music and yeah, you know we all work with white people. We understand that struggle, but shit. How did I want she to hear something there? else. And then it's like how we we created jazz. There's not much more was improvisational in, in music than jazz, mm-hmm. and all of these genres are based on jazz and gospel in a lot of ways. So. How are we not into things that are unique and, and, and open and free? Like that I feel was, like
0: Vic is over here shaking. You, you
1: have anything you want to say? I'm yeah. telling y'all, yeah. the I studio the audience is triggered.
0: Vic been on fire this whole episode. But it's just
4: like it's like the, the collective consci- consciousness and like hive mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. like... I think also like if you talk about like the, the streaming era where... Like, I'm just, oh, I'll pick this song, I'll pick this song. People aren't, like, concerned with albums, like, creating a body of work. Yeah. Cohesiveness. That's why Chris
2: Brown throws us 32 songs at a time and then adds 12 to the deluxe edition.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And don't
0: sequence them for shit. At all. It's it's, it's
4: very, yeah, it's very machine-driven and and people aren't, like, there are people like yourself that are, like, concerned with the music, the art the creativity, mm-hmm. an artist being an artist like the what what does this expression translate like through this vessel to in, into my life mm-hmm. you know and there's other people's like i just want i, I need some let me put this playlist together do something cute i could turn up to this right and that i have about 2 minutes to dedicate to that yeah. you know and yeah it's it's just
1: different i want people to start saying it's just not my style it will. It will so you want to or, 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 or or
2: or people should say, I just don't like her, or I just don't like him. Don't say that the music is not good, right? right. Because like it's a lot of people who get discredited and discounted, mm-hmm. and it's just like you might have your own perception or bias against that artist, but like don't make it seem like on the internet that they are nothing because you feel away. This
0: muse to
4: Jacquees. Ooh, people are quick to call something J'acuse trash. People are quick to call something trash that just might not have been for them. their taste, right? Which is fine. Like nobody is nobody or nothing is universally loved. But like, let something live on the merit of like, okay, like this this stood out in this way, but it just wasn't for me, right? Like, there's there's an audience of people out there who might appreciate or need to know about or are looking for. That particular type of content. Don't just bash something. Like my least favorite thing to hear people say about in regards to movies is like, "Oh, it was trash," and yeah. they can't tell you not one thing nope. about what yeah. they liked or didn't like. There's
0: no criticality. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. And mm-hmm.
2: that's why I try to be so objective in my opinion about art in general, right? Like Stephanie can tell you, it's like me and one other of our friends. Where we listen to everything. We literally will give anything a chance and then develop an Except opinion. Except after- ja, Girl,
0: and then when I played the Jacquees song who was dancing
2: (laughs) I don't like for my ears to bleed and Jacquees is not a singer so it took me a while to get invested well I need someone else to sing them (laughs) I don't even know how to wrap this conversation up because we could literally go on for years about this topic until shit changes. But I do hope that people look at us as people who are trying to change it. Yeah. I definitely want this podcast to be that objective voice that kind of holds everybody's feet to the fire. And it's just like, this isn't right. And you should be doing this in a better way because you have the license and the political impact and all of that stuff. And on the other hand, also be like, but y'all should be listening to this too because it's new and it's cool and it's fun and y'all will like it. Mm-hmm. Um, Woo- so being that like, a space for those perpendicular voices is what I've always wanted to do.
1: And I, I want make to make an appeal to your listeners to give it a chance, just because I think a big piece in in the way that we consume Black music, we hear a name, uh, automatically I'm not going to, and I think we touched on this earlier, but you guys had this platform. Yes, I know a lot of people are listening to this at work, But, you know, listen to the artists that, uh, you know, Steph and Muse recommend on a a weekly basis with this show. Mm -hmm. That's why they're here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, they can. Child, they have so many group chats. (laughs) <laughs> that they can share their opinion He's through. He really got me in 17. <laughs> and yeah. you be chatty in all of
0: them. He don't be quiet in none of them, but hate to be in them.
1: A Libra in the soil. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay. But, um... It's really about just listening to the people that we're, we're trying to promote. That's that's really it. Yeah. So, give, give people a chance.
2: We bring it to y'all every ball. <laughs> I don't know why y'all gagging so. <laughs> it's literally a playlist attached to every episode just so that we can recount the actual artists that we have listed out in each episode. Mm-hmm. But, I mean...
4: Well, uh, something that comes up for me with things that both of you said is that back to that idea of black people being monolithic Mm -hmm. um and i think some people grow up with that mentality and it's in it's ingrained and and reinforced and they just don't leave it so it's like if i'm black i have to be just this way so i can't be the black guy that listens to incubus because what the hell is that you know what i'm saying like but why not you know like i remember growing up in like that idea of black and white music which i understand has Mm -hmm. a and mm-hmm. complicated history, but, like, not wanting to just listen to Bone Thugs and Harmony, I'm gonna listen to Reba McIntyre. There's so much that's accessible to us, and like, mm. available to us, and that we can learn, and like, have these exchanges. That's why I love the existence of like, this podcast, or anything oh else Thank you so that much. might be like this, because it's like, giving people, yeah, like, I know some artists that you don't, and you, or you know, or you, mm. like, there's just a wealth of knowledge available if we're just willing to like be open
2: and that crosses industry and genre right mm-hmm. so it's not even just like the media yeah. it's also the music it's also the film it's also the art in general so it's the we culture, just have nigga. to respect that <laughs> that's the name of the episode it's the culture nigga <laughs> this
0: is not a vibe it's the culture <laughs>
2: And on that note, I just want to thank you so much, Evan, for coming oh, here. We love you, Evan. It's a long time coming. Long it's
0: time definitely coming. one of our best episodes oh, ever. Like, seriously, ever.
2: And, like, a very good start to the series of business and music. Oh, thanks.
1: Like, ugh,
2: this was everything for me.
1: What? I'm glad to support because y'all support others. Yes. So.
2: Love it. Well, we out, y'all. It's a show. <laughs>
0: Bye.
1: Bye. Oh.
6: This sweet summer rain, I'm born again.